Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Channel, where every Friday we'll be covering a new installment in the classic horror franchise. Go to weirdgeeks.com to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details and news on our very own feature films, albums and shorts that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced, and no infringement is intended. Geeks! Geeks! Hello and welcome back to the We Are Geeks Horror Show, where every single Friday we take you through another installment in a classic horror retrospective franchise. We're beginning a new series, and we're doing it on a Wednesday because of scheduling, so we're giving you an extra free episode. You're welcome. Week. Exactly. That's so nice. I know. So like the nicest. And we're breaking a lot of rules. Welcome to our 10th season. We're going to be covering Halloween. I'm your host throughout all of these, Al White. And joining me, three guests, not just two. Wow. Extra special. We've got <laughs> wow, Justin Macaroni Maraconda. Katie Watson. <laughs> Hello. And Alison Holland. Hi. Guys, I'm excited. Hi. I can't tell. You know, tell this is my excited face. <laughs> we are about to cover. So, okay. So with these podcasts, if you're new to us, hello, welcome. Thanks for joining us. You can head on over to weirdgeeks.com, weirdgeeks.com, where you can branch out to our social medias. But more importantly, you can head on over to iTunes and your favorite podcast providers. Find Weird Geeks, find us. Please subscribe. Please rate it because we do all this for free. There's no sponsorship. There's no ads. There's no Patreons. We just want your support. No, please just do it. <laughs> If you're listening, just do it. Just fucking do it. It'll take you 30 seconds. <laughs> and if you're new to us, hello, we've got loads of old ones you can go back and listen to. And the way we handle this is every single episode, we're going to deal with another installment. And at the end, we'll do a wrap up where we'll kind of discuss everything as a whole and then other bits and bobs in the kind of zeitgeist of that franchise. And this is our 10th season of The Horror Show. All right, guys, when we started this like two years ago now, whenever it was, wow, we did Friday the 13th first. It so was, good. It was three of us. Around this very table. Oh, Slashy Slash. Not me. And I started this entire concept for two reasons. One, I wanted to cover Friday the 13th because it's batshit crazy. Goes to space. <laughs> it fucking it does it. go to space. <laughs> two was because I wanted to get to Halloween, but we needed a good reason to get there. So I kind of kept it in the back burner because I knew they were trying to make a new film. And it's finally happening. It's happening this year, this October. Ooh, very, very shortly. And just a couple of months time, there's going to be a new Halloween movie. And we're going to be leading all of these up into it. I think we're going to be reviewing it maybe a week late because of our scheduling. But yeah, we'll be getting to it for sure. So I'm so excited to come to this because this series is very, very important to me. So let's start there. That's how we like to begin is talking about where we are with the franchise. Katie. Yes. What is your relationship to Halloween? I'd seen this one before the first one. And then I've also seen, I think, two point or H2O. Number seven. But yeah. that's it. That's it. Yeah. Okay, so you're like a medium level, you're aware of Halloween, you've seen a couple. I'm aware That's of it, about yes. it. I think you saw a bit of one of the Rob Zombie ones once when I was watching it as well. It's possible. I don't bit. remember it though. You're walking in and out. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Justin. Yes. Halloween. I saw it when I was young. It was spooky for me. And then I also remember bits and pieces from some of them. Like, I remember a nice hockey skate in someone's face. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> but which one is it? There's hey, yeah. really 11 movies. Yeah, so. <laughs> okay, so you, you've seen them, but you're not really, you can't remember them very well. You've seen something yeah. at some point, but you're not sure. Yeah. Okay. And Allie. I, as always, am the newbie. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do with your life before you're watching terrible horror movies? You know, with us? for Just some reason, I didn't watch <laughs> an entire franchise of horror films back to back. 
Because there are no musicals of horror films. <clears throat> except for slash, like Sweeney Todd and... Yeah. Hey, we're meant to be... Not made, a franchise, we're though. We're maybe getting no. it with a child's play, but anyway. Uh, we're making oh, one maybe. with Chainsaw Massacre. Leatherface. We talked about this. And there's still... And that Stage Fright does that's exist. That's always what I asked for. It's in the podcast. Yeah, but none of these are fran- like Stage Fright's on a franchise. Well, there's two of them, but yeah, no, not a franchise. It's a we can podcast. Remake. All two. two of them. Yeah. We'll do it. Whoa, we'll do an Alex special at some point yeah. and do two Stage Frights. Musicals. Anyway. Sorry. Yes, familiar with Halloween. Have heard of it. I know it as a pop culture reference. I think I've probably seen bits and pieces just via my sister walking through the room and then not sitting down to watch. Wait, your okay. sister walks it. through the room? I walked uh, through the room while she was watching. Like, my sister walks through the room with an iPad of spooky movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've never sat down and seen an entire Halloween film, basically. No. Okay, cool. So we've got a good breadth of stuff here because I'm, I'm like, it was wonderful doing this movie because I didn't have to take many notes because I know this movie inside and out, like scene by scene. I've studied this movie. I'm going to close I your wrote. laptop and you can do the whole thing yeah. from your brain. Probably could actually. There's definitely a point where I could have for sure. <laughs> Uh, I might need it for my trivia notes. You leave my fucking laptop. (laughs) (laughs) But that was definitely a point. So when I, I've told the story many times before, but when I got into horror, it was actually pretty late and I was 17 and I was living on my own and I would go to the VHS store um, and buy an entire franchise, come back and watch it. Halloween was not the first one I did, but holy shit. Like, yeah, I watched Friday the 13th, we talked about that and I thought it was nasty, disgusting, terrible, trashy film. So I didn't like any of them at that point. Halloween was very different. When I got to Halloween and I watched his first film, it was clearly a different class of filmmaking. It was a different style. In all honesty, it's kind of been called like the middle class slasher because it's quite polite. It's quite clean. There's not much blood. The filmmaking is very elegant. Like you look at those first couple of Friday 13th and it's like trashy, dirty, grimy. This is not like that. This is a very clean suburban well, kind of film. considered an so. upper class slasher. Yeah, I don't think there is. Just well, like probably, to be honest, probably 90s ones because there's loads of money. Nothing really happens. Everyone's beautiful. It's like, you yeah, know. That's yeah, that's true. But I mean, this is known as the grandfather of horror of slasher films. It created so many of the staples and we're going to have to get into those. Uh, but I was, yeah, I, I watched all of these numerous times. I used to live with a friend when I was 18, 19 called Jamie. If you listen to this, hey, buddy. And when friends would come round, his little brother would come round and hang out and bring his friends round because we were like the older kids and we had the video games and stuff. So they'd come and play games and watch horror movies. And we'd always put on a Halloween sequel, (laughs) probably to their disdain. (laughs) I was crazy passionate about Michael Myers. I love Jason, but Michael Myers has always been my boy. So I'm interested by the end of this franchise, how I feel about it. And my feelings of this film, this is my first time watching it, you know, critically, like really trying to pull it apart, really trying to dissect it and look at its flaws properly rather than just as endearing which was an interesting viewing experience but up until this point yeah my cards on the table previously because i've said it many podcasts this is a 10 out of 10 film for me in the past this is a masterpiece and my favorite slasher film of all time and most people's favorite slasher film of all time but what i'm excited about having you guys here is that a lot of you are new to it so you can kind of look at it with fresh eyes of what really holds up you know and what is just okay that's very important for the time but it does it still work at all so yeah, we're going to get into all that stuff. But before we do, we like to look at the year. We're talking about 1978. None of us were alive. That's nice. None of us. <laughs> 1978. Normally it's just, just me, but none of us were alive. I realized that Michael Myers was born the same year in the film as my mom. Really? Which is a little unsettling. I think <laughs> things in that there you light. Go. Yeah. Well, yeah, we had a few questions about like era stuff where I noticed you guys were calling stuff out. And I was just like, well, it's a different time. <laughs> and I actually looked up something we flagged in the film, but we'll get to that. 
1978, we like to lay out the landscape so we understand what we're talking about, like where this film sets in, because that is important, what was happening around it in the year. Ali. Hi. I believe you have the worldwide box office of this year. I do. Can you run us through the top 10 from number 10 to number one? I can. Excellent. <laughs> nice. Starting at number 10, 10. is California Sweet. Uh, Never heard of it. That was a good one. <laughs> That's good one. Good for number is that 10. the sequel to California with David Duchovny and Brad Pitt? Was that that? That's Californication. No. Uh, what's, the, what's the California with a K? I'm going to look this up. Keep going. The, the Kardashian. Incorrectly. It's the Kardashian Original <laughs> reality show. Uh, the Kardashians. Number nine, nine. is Convoy. Ooh. Yeah, we're not going to know any of these films. Sounds like it's a real haul. Yeah, it's Brad Pitt. Yeah, Brad Pitt, Juliet Lewis, and uh, David Duchovny. California Suite? No, just called California with oh. a K. No, no, no. <laughs> I was like, they were around. <laughs> not the thing we're talking no, about. No, we're talking Something about. Something totally the different. I'm talking about. We derailed quickly. I'm sorry. Oh, nice. <laughs> Number eight. Eight. Hooper. Ooh. I know oh, this name, God. but I don't know this. I don't song. know any of these. <laughs> I don't know any of these films. Well, I do in the list. I don't know the three we've spoken of so far. Charlie Hooper. Number seven. Seven. Halloween. Wow. We know this one. Lucky. It's a little film that could. <laughs> I wish you would play this on the kazoo. Oh, don't tempt me. <laughs> I think I have. I think if you go back to the kazoo episode, oh, this is one of them. Oh, man. All right. Number six. Six. Heaven Can Wait. Yeah, I've heard one. of this, yeah, but yeah. I've never seen it. Mm. I feel like it sounds vaguely familiar, but I think that's just a popular <laughs> sentence. Phrase <laughs> slash title like, slash. Heaven Can Wait. <laughs> heard a lot in hospitals. I need my coffee right now. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor's just rushing. Heaven Can heaven Wait. Heaven Can Wait. <laughs> I'm going to see a stethoscope. <laughs> Yes, that's how that's they fix the people who are dying. Let me hear your heart. Oh, I need you to breathe. Let's go into surgery. You're still alive. <laughs> Get out. Number five. Cinco. Ooh. Every which way but loose. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've never seen it, but I've definitely heard this. So <laughs> I, I don't know. know. <laughs> God, I'm really impressed. I love 70s movies, and there's so few I've seen. But the ones I have seen, I really love. Maybe we should watch more 70s films. Okay. Let's do it. Well, if I'm choosing which from this list I want to watch, it's this one at number four, four because of its name. And it's called National Lampoon's Animal House. You've uh, never seen National Lampoon's no. Animal House? What is that? Holy oh. shit. Uh, be sure to click the link below where you get Allie's review on <laughs> National Lampoon's Animal House. How have you never seen National Lampoon's Animal House? Oh my god. Why, this Lampoon's is the first film? one that the three of you have watched and all of you freaked out. It's, it's Animal House. It's like a very like, like iconic huge. film. It's yeah. like, imagine, have you ever heard of American Pie? Yes. Imagine that, but ten times bigger and more important. Yeah. Like, that's what okay. Animal House was like. Have you seen Jurassic Park? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's seen Jurassic Let's Park. do this more. I like this game. Do you have a movie that's really huge that everybody's have seen that I haven't? Have you seen The Brave Little Toaster? <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the same as it's Animal House. <laughs> You've oh, seen The National Lampoon? No. My God. Wait, have you not seen Van Wilder? No. Oh. Chevy Chase? Have you heard of Chevy Chase? I love this game so much. Have you not it's heard weird. of Chevy no, Chase? Have you not? It's weird. No. It's not. I mean, I'm just genuinely fascinated. Cause You've seen yeah. Community, though. The show? The show? No. I like, I like I'm watching from. Atlanta right now and Community's on my from. list next. Atlanta's great. All right. Well, you How can then veer from Donald Glover <sighs> to Community, his origins, and mm -hmm. watch Chevy Chase and then go back and, <laughs> and watch go very early <laughs> Chevy Chase. Yeah. 
Oh my god. So like yeah, Animal House was like a huge huge. It's like the first frat house kind of proper big party crazy comedy yeah. movie. And it's 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 massive. Ma- yeah, it's so yeah, big. It's big. And then they did lots and lots of other ones which are really big. I don't really like many of them actually, but yeah, well the Chevy Chase here, National Lampoon's European Vacation, National I love Lampoon's the vacation, vacation ones. National so Lampoon's funny. like holiday, was it Christmas, whatever Christmas. it's called? Like, there's so many. You'll have seen them around for sure. Sounds and then, like I chose a good one from And then they kind list. of died off and they came back in the 2000s with National Lampoon's Van Wilder, which is how Ryan Reynolds became yeah. Ryan yeah. Reynolds. He, it was from that. And that was basically him being Chevy Chase. Mm-hmm. And then he formed his entire humor around Chevy Chase humor, basically. Yeah. There you All go. right. Except for the racist part. That'll be our next horror yeah. franchise. <laughs> It'll be National <laughs> Lampoon. And some of them are pretty I horrific. I guess I will be on that one. That'd be fun. Number three... Three. Thank you. <laughs> is Jaws two? Oh, Wait, a horror that, movie. Well, I was like, there was the Jaws two. You did this before. Don't fucking. Is it Jaws? No, no, I'm, I kill. Really? Was it Jaws two? Are you? You don't know? Are you serious? I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous is what you just said. Room. There's a Jaws three, and then there's a Jaws the Revenge. What? Which has <laughs> Mike, more than one which has Jaws? Michael Caine in it. How? Why even make? I mean, the first one was just good. Like, it's going. Hey, we made Close Encounters of Third Kind two. It was a horror movie. You make sequels. Although, to be fair, when Jaws two was coming out, and that was like the first sequel, pretty much. Jaws two was a big thing. Like, this is early on, seventy eight, very early. You did not have sequels at this time. I mean, it's hard for us to imagine that now. Didn't happen, and it's one of the reasons we're going to get to next week. Why Halloween two didn't happen for quite a few years because people didn't make sequels. They didn't. Yeah. Uh, but they did make Jaws 2, 3, and 4 pretty quick after each other, and then they stopped. And the weirdest thing is they never made another one. They tried to write another one, and actually that script turned into Deep Blue Sea. That's technically Jaws 5. Wow. Mind blown. Well, I like Deep Blue Sea because you, you had L O Cool J being so cool with a parrot. He's pretty and cool. You got Sammy J. Yep. Yeah. That was All right. <laughs> what else is Good going talk. on, Sonny? Number two. Justin, you're slacking. No, no, I was waiting He's still for, like, thinking about Jaws 2 and it's blowing his mind. <laughs> I was going to go Jaws 2. Ah, uh, I see. like what you did there. That's why Back to the Future, there's that, like, you know, the big 3D Jaws 30, whatever it is, because their oh. joke was, yeah, this fucking film keeps bringing out sequels, that by this year, there'll be this many Jaws sequels. There would have been if they kept, they kept Jaws it up. On, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Number two, two is Superman. The first one? Oh, yeah, so yeah, nice. it's not bad. Good old not Superman. Bad. Good old pretty Superman. Much, pretty much the original superhero movie, Superman 1. Sam's yeah. mustache. Yeah, he did not have a CGI <laughs> removed mustache. But he did have nice hair. He had well, fantastic hair. He has to, hair. to be yeah. Superman. Yeah, <laughs> looks good. No bald <laughs> Superman out there. Slightly disheveled with yeah, one little, little curl. What is, the, what is the number one movie then? Number one. Ichiban. Is Grease. Yeah. Oh! Great movie. Musical. Hell yeah. Did I look up in your musical conversation of the greatest music? I haven't seen any other movies. I just watch musicals over and over. You've seen Grease, right? I've seen Grease many, many times. Mm. I've also been Sandy twice for Halloween. (laughs) Being Sandy. I've been Sandy. You might want to take a shower then. (laughs) So we've seen, okay, we've seen at least half of the top 10. Uh, Well, two of us. Is that half? (laughs) Yeah, we saw top five. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't. Yeah. Correct. Katie. Yep. That was what was happening. We had two horror movies in top 10. That's great. What other horror films are coming out in 1978 that we might have heard of? Because there's a lot, but none of us mm. probably would have heard of. There was Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Tomatoes Ooh. could kill you. It was a great film. Which Justin is a big fan of because he hates tomatoes. Such a big fan. Heirloom in particular. Yeah. <laughs> the Attack of the Heirloom Tomatoes would be the remake. <laughs> yeah. well, I do like some tomatoes. I just didn't like that one. That one was too soggy for me. 
<laughs> tastes really weird. You don't it's like, like ripe tomatoes, is I what just, you're saying? I just don't like it when it's like mushy, like someone fed their leftovers into my mouth. Then in their mouth. Do not say that That's about my girlfriend's like. <laughs> No, no, I mean, I'm just, that was that tomato. She's Everything else walk. was awesome. She's going to walk. The other tomato that I had was like nice and firm and good. The other one was just, You're it was a bad. Justin strung up dead with a tomato in his mouth. I'll have that nothing to do with it. Well, this film literally has a scene of them just rolling hundreds of tomatoes down a hill and then they dub over the noise of them going. I would love to see that. All right. Damien, colon, The Omen 2. Oh, I was going to suggest you guys read this off podcast by podcast. (laughs) Otherwise, it's going to get too confusing. So, Katie, you're reading this one. Next episode, Justin will cover it. Hence my question earlier. That's why I said podcast by podcast. Anyway. Uh, Dawn of the Dead. Fantastic. We have covered Dawn you of just the Dead. Did those, right? You can listen to that on the Romero's Living Dead with me, Christina Masterson. Um, Ali, you were on that one? Nope. No. Who was it? Haruka. Haruka Abe was on that one. Wow. I didn't tell her you forgot about her. Yeah. She doesn't listen. So she no, no, that's why I said I'm going to tell her. <laughs> yeah, you can hear a review of Dawn of the Dead, but yeah. I spit on your grave. <laughs> dirty, nasty movies. Yeah. In the 70s, there were a lot of dirty, sort of rape revenge films, but they were definitely exploitative rather than just about a revenge. Also, another one that we've done a retrospective of is Invasion of the Body Snatchers. We have. Yeah. I was on that one. You Ali were. Was on that one. We did part of that in London, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. we did part of that in London. We did part of that in France. We did it all over the fucking place. Part of London. Part, That's right. part in LA. We're part just of world underpants. travelers. And this was the second one. This was the 78 one. This one's yeah. fucking great. This Donald was the Sutherland, best one. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Brilliant. Jeff Goldblum. Brilliant. So good. I still think of this movie every time I see those like industrial sized shipping crates that just say pods on the side in red. Have you seen that? Every time I'm like, they're in there. Still going to be getting our new film this or next year. So it'll be next year now. Is Donald Sutherland going to be in it? I hope so. I hope it it starts with him screaming and pointing. They'll probably bring about Jeff Goldblum for like a scene like in Jurassic World (laughs) 2. Just sitting at a desk talking. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Uh, Jaws 2 Gosh why Why <laughs> Apparently it existed <laughs> Nobody knew It's even why? got the lead why? guys Back again for, anyway. um, um, Martin I don't know this one Martin we talked about It's actually by George Romero um, Who did yeah, Dawn of the Dead And everything Here, Two films out there Yeah And this is a very arty Vampire film That some people love Some people hate That sounds great very I'm weird. gonna watch that Very weird yep. uh, Piranha Rihanna Monster I'm movies Creature features Piranha <laughs> This is Roger Corman the sequel, Prada 2, The Spawning, was the first film James Cameron directed. Spawning. Mm-hmm. Flying Spawn, I think it was called, actually. And finally, <laughs> The, the Toolbox Murders, <laughs> which sounds like something the like Drew... Bob the Builder gone wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're, God, I mean, this the Hardy Boys, that's what I was trying to say. grimy, uh, grimy like territory. Boys. So there are creature features, which is what horror has been for a long time. Creature, creature. feature. And then nasty movies in the 70s of I just... on your grave. Yeah, people doing horrible things to each other with no money. Last um, House on the Left was in the 70s, in the right? Huh? Last House on the Left. Yeah. 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 So Halloween came out of all of this. So these first episodes do run a little bit long because there's normally quite a lot of back history about how this stuff got made. Mm. And there's some interesting stories with this one. So Halloween 1978 gets a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb, which after that long is very, very high for a horror film. Budget was three hundred and twenty thousand dollars, nice. which now with inflation would be just over a million. It grossed a little bit of money, forty-seven million domestic. That's a hundred and eighty-one million now. Pocket change, just domestic. It was the highest-grossing independent movie of all time for decades until the Blair Witch Project came out, 
which then took its crown and then Paranormal Activity mm. took its crown because Paranormal Activity cost 15000 to make that first film. <laughs> Damn. Directed by John Carpenter, written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, who was his girlfriend at the time. Uh, the DP mm-hmm. is Dean Kundi. Now, Dean Kundi would go on to work with Carpenter a lot on Escape from New York, The Thing. Uh, he also did Back to the Future trilogy, Big Trouble in Little China, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Hook, Jurassic Park. And then he started doing Casper, Apollo 13, Flubber, The Parent Trap, Garfield. And then he dropped off the map after Garfield pretty much. <laughs> He's still doing stuff, but you never heard of any of it. Uh, but he did it. Great career. Music, also by John Carpenter, starring Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode, Donald Pleasance as Loomis, Nancy Keys, Keys? No, you say name, as Annie, PJ Souls as Linda, Charles Cyphers as Bratchett. Bratchett? Yeah. Carl Richards <laughs> as Lindsay, Brian Andrews as Tommy, Will Sandon as Michael Myers, age six, Tony Moran as Michael Myers, age 23, but Nick Castle as The Shape. Otherwise, no, Michael, Michael Myers, Myers, age three. Age six and then age 23. It says on the film age three in the credits. No way. It did. On IMDb it says age six and he's definitely weird, six. They, they call him six in the movie. I don't know. Because the doctor it says he met three. him when he was a six year old. Yeah. Well, he fucked up. He's that no, kid was he's definitely not three, not three when you I see know. him. <laughs> That's why I was like, yeah, is really fucked up for him being three. Wow. And there are a few goofs in this movie. But we'll yeah. 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 A lot of goofs. Um, all right, so how did this movie get made? So, um, and he was not born when my mom was born. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> oh, three years that right difference. Now. Oh, I'm just disappointed. I know. <laughs> I'm <laughs> leaving. Um, so, John Carpenter, he had made a student film called Dark Star, which people can watch, and it's hilarious. It's people trapped on a ship with a big painted beach ball that's following them around. Sounds <laughs> like that kind of movie. <laughs> played really seriously. It's like rubber. It kind of is, but terrible. It's a big student film. I know some You're people love rubber it. Rubber isn't terrible. No, rubber's beautiful. Rubber, rubber's beautifully rubber's shot. Got, like some really good shots. Yeah, yeah and it's like shot in 5D, but it's really nice. Rubber's like a weird art film. Like I it's like very rubber. Art. Yeah, I was just trying to stir everybody up. <laughs> Dark Star. <laughs> See where I used to pretend to like it because I like Halloween so much. It's a bad movie. <laughs> and then he did Assault on Precinct Thirteen, which oh, yeah, yeah, was was really how he got this job. So. But how all of the, everyone thinks John Carpenter's because it's called John Carpenter's Halloween and he wrote it. It's all got to be to do with him, but it's really not actually. The birthplace of this was a guy called Owen Yablins, whose name is not at the beginning of this. It's not. It's like starts with Mustafa Ukads. Yeah. Then it goes in John Carpenter's, and then introducing Donald Pleasance. Like, no, sorry, not introducing. Starring Donald Pleasance, introducing Jamie Lee Curtis. There's no mention of this guy at the beginning. Uh, he was a uh, studio exec turned independent distributor, and he decided he wanted to make a horror movie. And he had the idea for a movie with babysitters would be something that people could relate to and it would be cheap to make. It's pretty much how most horror movies started in that <laughs> era. What could be cheap and what could people relate to? And Halloween, he thought, was the best time to set it, obviously. Uh, but he presumed someone had already made a film called Halloween. So he thought he's not going to be allowed to do that. Turned out, in the industry, not even the word Halloween had been used in the film title before. Wow. Not, even, not just Halloween, crazy. but like, not even in a title at all. Um, so he snapped that up pretty quickly. Um, and he turned to John Carpenter, who had just helmed Assault on Precinct 13 for him. Uh, Carpenter had just turned 29 at this point when he made this film. So he said to him, let's make a horror film about babysitters who are stalked by a psychotic killer set on Halloween night called Halloween. John said, sure. <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay. But he had two conditions. He wanted to have complete control and he wanted his name over the title. So Owen, and then he said to Owen, I can, I can do this for $300,000, which yeah, I know we've said it's like now about, it's about a million. It's not much money at all. Like 300000 was not a lot of money. Owen said, if you can do this for 300000 you can have final cut and you can do whatever the fuck you want. 
So, but Owen didn't have the money. He had just come up with the idea and he had connections. So John said he would shoot it in four weeks and he'd do the music himself. He got paid $10,000 for to do the movie and then he got 10% of all profits. So he did all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he came out on top. Owen turned to, to someone he knew called Mustafa Akkad, who had invested money in their company before. So they flew out to London to talk to him because he was shooting this big a- epic out, um, out in Europe. And they were asking for so little money that Mustafa was worried. And he's like, he's got a great interview and he says, when people ask you for too much movie, money for a movie, you get worried. When they ask you for too little money for a movie, you get worried. So he was actually leaning towards it wasn't going to happen until Owen turned to John during the meal and just said in front of Mustafa, you know what? 300,000 is a lot of money. Maybe it's more than Mustafa can handle. To which Mustafa immediately said, you can have the fucking money for making this movie. Brilliant move. And that was it. Uh, so John turned to Deborah Hill, his scripty on Assault Precinct 13. They wrote Halloween in three weeks. Deborah was from a place called Haddonfield. My t-shirt. Very nice t-shirt. Uh, but in New Jersey. So they set it in a fictional Haddonfield in Illinois. We actually just drove, drove through New Jersey. And what's beautiful is there's a sign for Haddonfield. And on the same sign, you have Haddonfield and then Voorhees. As in Jason Voorhees. Oh. So I genuinely think because Friday the 13th stole a lot from Halloween... Um, and very much tip of a hat to it. It may have looked at, okay, where's Haddonfield and what other towns are near there as inspiration for some of their names? I don't know. But it seems I think like it a was weird... like Voorhees Street or something. No, it's just oh. called Voorhees. It's a town called Voorhees. I looked it up it's afterwards. It's like a picture of it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. There's Haddonfield and then there's Voorhees right by. Wow. Pretty cool. So, yeah, they wrote it together. Deborah really was there. She was writing. John was about the scares. He was the setup and the scares. Deborah was handling the dialogue pretty much particularly the female dialogue she, they wanted it to feel like real teenage girls at that time in the 70s and yeah john wanted to like handle the scares they're very influenced by hitchcock they wanted to go back away from the grimy stuff that was happening at that time away from monster movies and they wanted to get back to the purity of hitchcock so here's what we should say where does the slasher movie come from some people say peeping tom that's the first ever slasher movie some people say psycho um, other people say the giallo movies from italy in the 60s going into the 70s they were definitely all influences. It was an evolution. Halloween is the film that created what we now think of as a slasher movie. It took all those things, all those influences, stirred them together, and then added the staples that we now kind of, maybe as we go through it, you guys will laugh at or find tiring because we've seen them so many times now. But this was the beginning of all of that. And then Friday the 13th hammered it home. So that's why this is known as the grandfather and Friday the 13th is known as the father of horror because Friday the 13th took it to a whole different level of, all right, yeah. Let's double down on kills. Let's double down on boobs. Let's double down on all of this stuff. Yeah, and sweet music. (laughs) (laughs) John was interested in uh, someone called Danny Lockhart for the lead, but she turned him down. So Deborah came up with Jamie uh, Lee Curtis. She had just done a TV show called Operation Petticoat, but she had not been in a movie yet. She was very green. She was very fresh, so she was cheap, but she was also... For anybody around this table who doesn't know, I know you know, Katie. She was the daughter of a Hollywood marriage and her mother was Janet Lee. Now, Janet Lee is the girl in the opening section, not to spoil it for people who haven't seen that movie yet, of Psycho. So she was horror royalty and still is horror royalty. And yeah, that was Jamie Lee's mother. So they honestly thought it was a business decision. Like if we have Jamie Lee in as of her first film, our mother's from Psycho, it'll help us with press and getting the name out. Um, and we'll get back to Janet Lee later in this franchise. Mm. Jamie didn't want the lead role um, because she wanted one of the other two girls. Um, and the reason for that is because her personality apparently was nothing like Laurie Strode. They wanted Laurie Strode to be wholesome, 
old-fashioned american girl studious yeah studious boys don't talk to her because she's too smart mm-hmm. she's knitting like needles that and <laughs> that's not jamie lee curtis she was like a rebellious outspoken sassy you know she was more like the other girls just about having fun fooling around so she didn't know if she could do it and she was really worried about playing someone as low-key as laurie strode was but yeah they cost it's her anyway acting. yeah it's called <laughs> acting exactly this is your job nancy loomis she was the wife of the production designers, was cast as one of friends. PJ Souls, who had been in Carrie in a very similar role. She's like the, the one who gets her boobs out. She was mar- married to Dennis Quaid at the time. Ooh. Dennis Quaid. They were He's hoping to get Dennis Quaid in the movie, uh, but he wasn't yeah. available. Because oh. he was meant to play a boyfriend. baby face. He would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> and then John and Deborah were desperate to cast a name for Dr. Loomis. They had $20,000 in the budget reserved for the role. Uh, John Carpenter wanted Peter Cushing. Mm-hmm. But his agent laughed at them. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's really like, damn it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Christopher Lee declined the role. Um, and My brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Lee. Christopher oh, yeah. Lee. That's his name. What's brilliant about this, Christopher Lee denied, declined the role. And then later on, he met with John and Deborah and told them it was the biggest mistake of his entire career. Well, yeah. <laughs> So Owen Yablins, that guy who came up with this entire concept and got the ball rolling, suggested Donald Pleasance. So Donald Pleasance, he's now known for these films. Like, he's now famous for Halloween. So it's weird to think of him at that time. But he had been in, um, was it The Great Escape? Right. He had been in, uh, fuck, what was the, yeah, The Great Escape. But he'd been, what was the one that Owen liked him? I mean, he'd been a lot of stuff for a long time. He was like a real actor who'd done hundreds of things before this. He'd been working since 19... 52. Mm. Uh, he old. He, 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 yeah. It's half a century old. <laughs> well done. We all know I Matt. Find, I can't find There was another film in particular. I was in. Sort of. <laughs> Basic. I can't find the other film I was thinking of. Eagle has landed. That was one of them. But yeah, he was in these classic like war movies and stuff um, mm-hmm. from British actor. Mm. Yeah, so they suggested him. They gave him an additional $20,000 for him to take the role. Um, wow. So it took the budget up to forty thousand. Yeah, forty thousand for the role. But he made thirty thousand more than John Carpenter made. Yeah, but he didn't have points. John right. Carpenter got ten percent of what the film made. I understand. So Donald Pleasance, yeah, took the budget up to three hundred and twenty because they were originally just given three hundred. Did Mustafa oblige? He obliged because it was Donald Pleasance. He liked those movies. John said his first meeting with Donald was the most frightening moment in his entire career as a director because he's this twenty-nine-year-old kid. They're working like. Everyone's just helping out, doing different jobs. Jamie Lee Curtis was like carrying stuff from scene to scene. <laughs> there were just kids hanging out, just trying to make a movie as best as they could. They had little to no money making stuff up. And here came this big fucking actor from abroad uh, who had a lot of gravitas behind him. <laughs> and he liked to fuck with them a bit. Like he ended up loving them all and really enjoying like being a part of the production. But when he first got there, he was pretty snobby about it. And he'd fuck with John Carpenter about stuff and challenge him with things. And like, and he made him really nervous. <laughs> He originally was like, I don't know why I did this film. He didn't know what the character was about. He didn't think it was anything in the script to tell you anything. He was just there because his daughter was in a band and thought that John Carpenter's music for Assault on Precinct 13 was great. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe because they paid him $40,000 as well. Yeah, he he was saying that all the dialogue was too melodramatic, uh, but he just shot for a week. That was it. In and out for a week. That's making 40 grand in a week. In that time as well. With inflation, that's like, you know, 150 or whatever. Insane. Crazy. Most of this cast and crew were 19 to 22 years old. And they they were literally bringing in their friends, boyfriends, and girlfriends to make this. 
So cameras rolled in May 1978, four weeks shooting on a 20-day schedule. Everyone in multiple roles, many people working for free because it was back in the time before you weren't allowed the to The law. <laughs> the law, yeah. Uh, including a guy called Tommy Lee Wallace, who I do want to point out because we're going to get to him a few times. He's a production designer in this and also editor on the film. I'm just highlighting his name because it doesn't matter so much for this episode, but it will in the future. Michael Myers was the distributor of Assault on Precinct 13 in England, and he really pushed it into the European film festival circuit, which is where John's career began. It wasn't going down well in America. Europe grabbed onto it as more of an art house sort of film. So they called the killer Michael Myers in tribute to this distributor because uh, he helped them out. <laughs> and John Carpenter was a huge fan of Westworld and its killer robot. Which everyone now knows Westworld, of course, because of the TV show. Mm-hmm. Go back and watch the original movie. The killer robot in that has a lot of attributes, which Michael Myers has in this. It's very emotionless, um, standing in strange places. He has to bend at the waist. <laughs> yeah. He can't just roll up. So he took some inspiration from that. But he also remembered in college, Kentucky, that his class visited a mental institute when he was a kid, uh, when he was a teenager. Um, and he met with a kid who was 13 years old. Who was in the institute? Yeah, who was in the institute and he had so like he gave Donald all the lines Donald saying about like there's this boy with like black eyes and the devil's eyes and all these things and he would sit there in a room and that was this thirteen year old boy that um John Carpenter visited with and it really shook him up. It left a mark in him. Um so he took all of that, yeah, put it into the script. Mm. So John Carpenter was really in love with Dolly shots, long crane shots, um, but it takes a long time to lay down track and to do this stuff, mount cameras, people to push stuff. They didn't have the assets to do that. Luckily for them, and honestly, think about what different movie this would be if this hadn't happened. At that exact point in film history, the Panaglide, which was the first Steadicam unit, had wow. been created. Holy Wasn't crap. around Lucky. before that. It allowed them to move smoothly, cheaply, and quickly. And they used, as you can tell from the movie, the Steadicam on nearly everything <laughs> in this movie. Probably not doing the 20-minute like shooting and then taking breaks like nowadays you're forced to do on yeah. set. They probably just fucking did it and that guy's... Yeah, probably can't stand up straight nowadays. But imagine this movie if you didn't have the steady cam. Like it's yeah, everything. It weird. Especially that intro would have been completely different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the movie set in Haddonfield, Illinois. Where do you think it was shot? California. LA, baby. Yeah. Just- there's, some, there's some roads that I was like, dude, is this California? Because this yeah. looks so familiar. Shot right here, LA, yeah. South you can Pasadena. Tell they just kept at the base of the trees. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. No, there <laughs> so were palm trees in the background. Yeah. You were definitely John one. Which is still frustrated about. You could about. tell by that's the hilarious. base of it. I was like, that's a palm tree. They just don't show the top of it. Yeah. They shot in South Pasadena for the main house, but then the main the street that they're on for a lot of the movie was just off Sunset Boulevard. It's right by the Nightmare on Elm Street house, which yeah. is off Sunset Boulevard Ooh. as well. It's all around there. I love that you can shoot those streets and it just looks like nowhere America. Yeah. Where do you live? Nowhere America. (laughs) Where's that? California. I mean, that is, yeah. Hollywood is nowhere. They were shooting in spring, however, in California to go for like Midwest America in full. So they had some troubles. They framed out palm trees as much as they could. They got huge bags of autumn leaves and then would just throw them in front of a huge fan. You see those a few times. (laughs) And whenever they finished a shot on a scene, they would go and pick them all up again because they didn't have the money or the resources to have new ones. They just had to put them all back in bags. I noticed that there were a good amount of purple leaves being blown across the frame. Like every... (laughs) (laughs) That one has the yellow mark the same spot. (laughs) 
Jamie thought she sucked and that she was going to be fired by the end of the first day. She got a phone call from John Carpenter telling her that she was brilliant. And she said it's the only time in her entire career that a director's ever rung her at the end of the first day and told her well done. Oh. Yeah. You like but to do nice things sucks, for you at the great. very beginning. <laughs> and then after that, they're like, treat you like garbage. Hey, good job. Garbage. <laughs> All right, I got lots of other facts, but I'm going to bring those in as we go through the movie, okay, guys? Because I want to get into it. Um, okay. But I thought it was important to see how, how it was all set up. All right. So here we go. Do it. Music straight in. Yeah. Black screen and music just straight in. I like yeah. the music. It was intense. Cool. Very Simple. spooky. So you guys know the music, presumably. Like people who have yeah. never seen the film, you yeah. know this music. Yeah. Probably mostly from you. Playing <laughs> it on the kazoo. Because I heard it in a club. <laughs> this is like, it's like the psycho like you know this is just a piece of yeah. this is one of the most classic pieces of movie music ever made and what's really impressive with it is john carpenter wrote it in three days that's all they had time to do their schedule on this was so quick to get through post-production and three days to do it and that's it and he just sat down and and what he took actually is his dad had bought him some bongos and there was a particular beat i've forgotten what it is this particular dance beat you meant to do on the bongos that his dad had tried to teach him and he just took that beat. And that's why you get a ding, 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 ding. It's a bongo beat for a particular type of dance. And he just did that and then just scaled it up and down. Very nice. He's very humble with it. I mean, and for people who don't know, if you're young and listen to this, John Carpenter is known as a musician, arguably more than a director now. Like he is, he tours the world to sold out concerts doing music. And he's written lots of classic classic themes and a lot of the music we hear nowadays and things like stranger things and like countless movies all that synth stuff it's john carpenter it's all ripped off of john carpenter it's all like them trying to bring back his style of music sorry the music mustafa cap presents donald pleasant's in introducing jamie lee curtis which i didn't i must admit i'd forgotten it was her first film mm-hmm. um which was a cool get haddonfield illinois 1963 not the year that katie's mom was oh, born also <laughs> i just want to say like i wonder if they like didn't have that steady cam thing yet because like the opening it's so shaky like when they're going towards the pumpkin like oh, the they, title. they definitely have it at the beginning like it's yeah it is shaky but it, oh yeah. oh you mean for the pumpkin the, the, the yeah, the pumpkin. yeah well yeah. that's just like that's like a bad zoom kind of thing it's weird, it just looked it? like somebody was holding it in a black suit and walking slowly <laughs> yeah, towards maybe the camera, it was which I really bad it was kind of cool maybe i was just like this is way shaky and then it went to it is now it's nice and clean and steady I was yeah, like, yeah. Thank god i was wondering if they had that plan from the beginning or if they were in editing and they were like oh this would be a cool intro let's just throw up some pumpkin in front and we'll walk a camera to to it i love i love that opening i like because it was For a time where you did get all your credits at the beginning and they mm-hmm. were slow and i like just yeah that simple iconic the pumpkin and yeah. that name of course you get you see like the texture on also, the like pumpkin. how the, that pumpkin was carved that's yeah, that's a good, it's a, good, really, cool. a really good, cool. like, yeah, iconic looking pumpkin. Jack-o'-lantern. So we get one of the most classic openings. Now, I think nowadays people know more about where this came from. When I was growing up, it was seen as this is one of the greatest openings in horror history, in film history. It was very important. Uh, it's first person. We're walking. We start immediately from behind a tree. And as the music goes, ding, ding, we come out and we look at this house camera walks around looks around we see this couple making out in there such bad kissing they head upstairs <laughs> really bad kissing i wrote that down because it was so upsetting to it me. was bad kissing bad sex All and bad kissing, kissing is perfect beautiful saying, kissing yeah if you're gonna be an actor you need to know how to kiss just how teenagers how to kiss. in the 70s kissed oh that's true who knows i wouldn't know uh they didn't have the internet to teach them that's no true. bra quick sex yeah, yeah. bad kissing so then, yeah. What a time to be uh, alive. POV, it's meant, it looks like one single cut. It's actually three cuts um, or two cuts, three shots. 
but he goes into the house and then picks up a knife. We just get to see a hand here. So you see a bit of a clown costume and what looks like a young hand. Or at least a shriveled hand. Yeah, it's actually yeah, Deborah Hill's person. hand. It's the, yeah, it's the writer. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was a really weird she, hand. They did not want a kid holding. She's unwell. No, yeah. holding the knife. Yeah. Does this give it away, though? Does this, like, seeing that, does that make you immediately know, oh, this is a kid? Did you guys? I did no, not I just, put that together. I was like, who's this? I thought it was just like a little, formed. a weird little costume yeah. gimmick. Right. Okay, well, that's good. Because that was my worry returning. Does it give it away too early? Because, yeah. Like sees the boyfriend coming down from very quick sex, which I've heard some podcasts like argue. Oh no, I think he's just going out to get condoms. He's definitely not. No, because he's she done. actually says like he says like we're done and whatever. I'm leaving, and and she's like, you're going to call me tomorrow, right? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we had sex already. I don't know why I'd call you. So then, yeah, Kelly goes upstairs, gets a mask, which is like a clown mask, puts it on. We then get a new POV through the little eye slits in the mask, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Goes into the room, sees this girl, first boobs immediately. Yeah. Yep. Which also I wanted to point out, they're in high school, right? They're clearly not like college students, like a lot of other slasher- slashers. So technically, she's underage and we're all perverts. <laughs> I was like, this is really gross. But I know she's not underage, but in the movie, she's. I call it. Again, uh, I mean, student. we're going to get to something else that we're going to yeah. have to debate a little bit later. Yeah. But I was looking up a bit about that and people were really effusing. The 70s was just a very different time. You left your doors open your house. You left your doors open yeah. your cars. People like yeah. did not like, and I remember, yeah, there are films in the 70s. Underage people would be naked on film because no one saw it. Like pedophilia and stuff wasn't a thing then. Yeah. I right. mean, it was, but it wasn't a thing in the public conscious. Yeah. <laughs> so just it was like, all ah, much just more naked. just like, yeah, yeah. it's just like people being people. It was weirdly more European. Yeah, they didn't close the door. Yep. Comes in, she turns around, seems to know him, says his name, Michael, and then starts stabbing with some terrible acting from her. And yeah. it's always bothered me because oh, I love gosh. this scene. She is pretty bad. But as soon yeah. as you see her reaction where she's just going like, yeah, it was really weird. When we pan up to the knife, there's been a lot. I've read an entire thesis about panning up to the knife to do with Michael Myers, not wanting to see what he's done. Like he wants to like, he's more, he's inactive about the corpse. It's more important to him, the action. And that's why he's looking at the knife. I call it bullshit. Like yeah, it's because they couldn't I, film it. They needed yeah, to look up I, and show yeah, you what's I wrote happening. This down <laughs> yeah. Of how it was just convenient. They chose conveniently when the camera wanted to be a POV and when it was just no. This is the shot. We need to show you what's Pan happening. Up to this. And one, the other time is before he goes upstairs when the boyfriend or dude she just had sex with is coming down. I thought it was very strange that this person whose POV we were seeing was standing literally in the middle of the room, in the middle of the doorway. Mm -hmm, And the guy comes down the stairs, doesn't notice, and then stops at the door, turns back up the stairs, and still doesn't see him. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's a camera at this moment. But then it's a POV again. Then it's a camera again when we want to show you that the knife is stabbing the girl. Well, no, it's definitely meant to be a POV the whole time. It just breaks the rules. It was just... Yeah. What would actually happen? (laughs) Well, but we also need to show this. So let's just... Have him not look at his target and look at his hand. But this is the thing. At the time, and for decades afterwards, I mean, all the way through till I was in film school, this opening was like nothing had been done like that before. So you forgive it those things. Yeah. Because it started all of that. Thing is, it didn't start this. A couple of years before this movie, there's a movie called Black Christmas, which is arguably as important as Halloween as the beginning of slasher films. It took the kind of When a Stranger Calls um, thing. It was remade as a terrible movie. Don't watch that. Watch the original. It's actually got Margot Kidder from superman in it and stuff it has this exact opening like it has almost this exact opening it's a first person pov shot of this happening 
And yeah, real horror fans back in the 90s kind of figured that out. But it was, yeah, largely unknown of like people. Everyone thought that John Carpenter had come up with this brilliant idea. There's a couple mm. of other spots I've now noticed in this movie where he had definitely just seen Black Christmas and was like, I'm going to take that and do it better. And he does. He does <laughs> it better, for sure. But he did not originate most things in this movie. And this classic opening is one of them. So yeah, then the kid kills the sister, goes downstairs, mask comes off as the parents get home and we see it is a kid who looks very angelic, right? Like yeah, blonde hair. Yeah, he just hair. looked shocked. Yeah, he looked confused, right? Yeah. And then the parents stand as if someone said, freeze frame. Yeah. <laughs> it was really they're like, Michael. Just keep going, Michael. 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 Yeah. As the mother puts her hand casually in her, her pocket. Yeah. yeah. Where'd you get that knife, silly boy? I want Whose blood uh, is that? They're so casual about him killing his sister. Really ridiculous. <laughs> it to be is. fair, they don't know yet. Oh, yeah, they don't. Yeah. But he's yeah. got blood on a knife. He looks all fucked yeah. up. They need to be running in but that it's house. Halloween. Yeah. Is, it, is it Halloween? It is no, Halloween. Yeah, it's Halloween. I mean, it's this beautiful, like, crane shot as we're pulling out. Very ambitious for them, like, with the team, how they're doing it. And it looks great. But just have the parents running yeah, in at the end of the shot. Because you could have had Halloween like, come up happened? with, like, the mom screaming yeah, or something. Yeah, just hear the scream from inside yeah. the house. Yeah. yeah. But again, yeah. they're, you know, they're doing, they're originating a lot of this stuff and it's hard. You make mistakes. Does it work though for you guys at all? Like, I mean, it's, like I said, this is a very classic opening. Does it seem stupid now? Because yeah, people have done this so much. Yeah, it seemed kind of like tacky. Right. Yeah. I just thought the POV stuff was yeah. kind of funny. Okay. That, the, showing the shots they needed to show, but also wanting it to. Okay. Did you reveal be... it being a kid to help? Or... Yeah. No, I mean, I, I had no idea that it was a kid. So seeing that come yeah. up, I was like, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I was just like, wow, he just straight up murdered his sister. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame with this. Hard with this stuff. That's why I'm happy you guys are here to, like, shine a modern light on it. Because um, it's very hard for me to watch it as anything. I see its flaws, for sure. I can critique it quite happily. Um, yeah. But it is, it's so iconic and it's so important. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, I was just like, wow, this is really impressive that it's such a long shot. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, walking from outside all the way up, like, not stopping. The edits are good for film era edits. They're really good. Yeah, I was Mm -hmm. like, wow, this is very smooth. It was really good smooth. I thought they could have played around with the kid's performance once they reveal that it's him, especially later on in the film once you get to the doctor saying, I met him when he was six years old. He had cold eyes, the devil's eyes, blah, blah, blah. Everything he says that you could have had. That feeling. He he did look pretty confused and like, Mm -hmm. did I just do something bad? You look like he was sleepwalking or something. It could have been like a, hi, mommy and daddy. And he's like holding a bloody knife or. I like, no, I like him being frozen. I just don't think the parents should be frozen. I like him just being kind of catatonic. And that's the moment where he's sort of, okay, everything's switched off inside him. I feel. And what I really, what I love about it, and this was a big point, and we're going to come back to it throughout this film that might be lost in some of the sequels, is John Carpenter and Deborah Hill wanted to show what was the big thing at this point which you know they were trying to take from psycho and we talked about it with texas which had come out a couple of years before this or four years before this which are the films that were inspired by ed gein the real life killer who was a suburban middle class guy would look after people's kids and then they found all these skinned mm. you know couches and stuff in his back room and texas took the skinning idea psycho and halloween took the middle class suburbia idea and that that's what they thought was scary toby hooper was just about no it's about the horrible stuff they were like no what's scary is that it's in your neighborhood um, and that's really, I think, still great. It's not, I don't think that's lost for me. The opening is middle class house, middle class family. Mm-hmm. The kid just looks like a nice kid. It yeah, is an angelic nice cute. kid. Yeah. And I think that does make it creepier. Yeah, yeah. That he's not some Jason who's deformed and, you know, right. sort of. Right. Other face. 
Exactly. So yeah, we are. We're in Smith's Grove, Illinois, 1978, 15 years later. Dr. Loomis and a nurse. I've forgotten her name. I don't know. Someone. Um, we should remember S- her. S- silly nurse lady. Heading to somewhere. Uh, so they're going to the institute where Michael Myers has been held. They're going to be transferring something to do with a judge, a hearing. Yeah. It's 15 years later. I don't know what's to hear. Think <laughs> yeah. about letting him well, out, maybe? Well, I think he's like up for... Not necessarily parole, but Release. he's up to have his his case reviewed, and okay. so Loomis is determined to make sure make sure staying. that he's un- incapable of defending himself, so that he will stay in this asylum forever. Okay, okay, yeah, I love these lines. Like, I love I love how Loomis just the whole movie is just immediately resigned to. He, he's just he knows what he's going to do. No one will listen to him the whole time. Even with this nurse, she's like, "Can we refer to him it as him?" And he's just like, "If you say so." Right. Like, he's just so just like <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's great. Some people think he's very, very melodramatic in this, which I think the dialogue is, but I think he actually plays it pretty well yeah. for the most part. Don't know. I liked um, him as a character. He was one of my favorites. Yeah. I think he and Annie are my two favorite characters. And he's great. Like, you know, what I was talking about, you get the um the four, what do you call them? The um doomsayers. Oh, right. He's the doomsayer, but yeah. he's not yeah. some crazy guy like, what's his name in the first Friday 13th, who's just like shouting at kids yeah, driving dude. by. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not like holding <laughs> eyeballs up to people. Yeah. This is someone who's like, no, he's got a relationship with him. He's sensible. He's educated. Right. You know? <laughs> he's like, eloquently really putting his to me. Exactly. Yeah. Like I've literally been his doctor for 15 years and no one has listened to me this entire time. And Michael Myers hasn't spoken in 15 years. Uh, right. We did get a weird shot where he looks at the red, the rabbit and red lounge matchbox. Yeah. Do you notice that? Yeah. yeah. I was like, is this a detective doctor? It's like, <laughs> it's starting to risk Jason Rabbit. She goes to a nightclub. She's one of those naughty nurses. <laughs> I, was, I was weirded out, but I forgot it's purely so later on. Yeah, he can pick up the trail when he sees that matchbox right. later. He's like, oh, this is Michael's moving from car to car because yeah. he finds those matchboxes. That's it. That's the only reason we get that. He doesn't even move from car to car later. I know. I got confused at that point with the truck He does on the way through. But he ends Uh. up in the car that she was driving. Yeah. He's driving the Illinois. He's driving her car. It's still the same car. That she had? Yeah. Yeah. It was a police car. It has that official logo. It has the logo on the side. It's the same station wagon. Okay, so is it just meant driving. to be that he killed that guy when we yeah. were too late yeah. for no reason? I think it was that he took his clothes. Yeah. Oh, he's naked. yeah, he took the yeah. mechanic's clothes because uh, yeah. mechanic's car. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, that, that makes, makes sense. Yeah, that's with him, like one piece yeah. that he's wearing. Okay, that makes yeah. way more sense. And then also, there's something to realize. How the... F- when did he ever get gas? Well, maybe then he siphoned some gas at the same time. Oh, maybe, I guess. But he's been driving for like days. But he's also, again, he looks kind of normal. We're going to see him later and we'll talk about it. But That's he looks true. mostly normal, you know, so yeah. he can do stuff. Yeah. And in this film, at least, he's operating just like a person yep. for the majority of the movie. And kind of the John Combs idea was he wanted to create a myth by the end of the movie. He, turned, he starts normal and you gradually push him into, oh, he's unstoppable. But he becomes that gradually rather than he just yeah. is that from the, mm-hmm. from the beginning, like Jason is pretty much. Okay, so, but then they, when they turn up there, all the inmates are loose, just wandering around. We have no explanation <laughs> yeah. for this. We don't know what happened. We presume they Michael ask, Myers was behind it. It's yeah. They're outside. Just like cattle. I like, I like this imagery, yeah, though. I like all the white sheet just, like, wandering around. It's really around. good. And they're not trying to get out. They're just sort of like, oh, what do we do? Like, do you usually let them wander out this far? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in the middle of a thunderstorm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. In the middle of the night. Yeah. You need their oxygen, air. And what I really love is that the music. Smell the petrichor. Yeah. The music isn't contextual in this film. Like, it's contextual in that, okay, here's a creepy scene, here's a creepy scene. Occasionally, when there's a scare, you get a bang or something like that. But it just fucking keeps going. So, like, in a scene like this, where 
they're there. The music suddenly hits in and uh, he then goes to like buzz in and she's left in the car and then Michael jumps up onto the roof Which, of the car. I've written down that. Oh, wait, no, keep going. I'll, I'll say it after. <laughs> you say it after? Yeah, I'll say it after. <laughs> There's a smack, like he smacks on the window and cracks it and then like, you know, drags her out of the car to get in there. The music doesn't, isn't contextual to the actions happening, you know? Like nowadays in a horror movie, you'd yeah. have to have, oh, this bit's louder, this bit's heightened, this bit's quicker, slower, yeah. like playing with it. It's just like ongoing with, as you pointed out, those 16ths on the electronic yeah. hi-hat that go in the background. And I think that works so well because it yeah. kind of is just like Michael in this movie. It's just like, no, it's yeah. just going to keep going. Yeah. Like it's not contextual, it's just going to keep, it's just a driving force that's going to keep pushing forward. Um, it's, it just makes it more suspenseful instead of like, Waiting for the cues, you're more just like, oh man, just get out of there, get out of that situation. Which yep. I wrote down. The theme of this movie is no one locks doors. Like <laughs> seriously. But again, this is honestly in the late seventies, people don't. And these are things that you forget about that era. I wasn't alive in this era, but even the eighties, yeah. you didn't. You but didn't lock you your doors see, that like, much. People wandering around, you know, like a ward center without. Right, when he gets out of the car, you mean? Yeah, I would have locked the door. Yeah, this doesn't seem quite safe. He's freaking out. He's in a rush. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) She's she's just silly. She's like, let me stick my... older cars, like, you can't just break into people's cars, like, the older ones, the way that you can break into the ones now. You couldn't, like... They're... Those things are tanks. That's, like, half the time when I go back home, I don't lock my car because... You couldn't smash that window? From the 80s. You can, but then you, without a key... You're not getting that thing right. going you anywhere. But the key was in the car, wasn't it? He just like... Yeah. I know, but that's what I mean. Like later on, oh, kids right. are going into houses and leaving cars and doors right, 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 and stuff. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. She also stuck her head out the window. Like an yeah, idiot. she I was, was like, not the brightest. I was like, why are you so stupid right now? <laughs> I just wanted to know what Loomis was doing up at that gate. The gate was open. She yeah. was smart and uh, saying, why don't we just no, no, drive up to the like hospital? He, like, He's a, like, no, let me... Thing. No, but what is he asking them? Hey, people who have presumably been murdered. Maybe. Is this one specific patient still inside? Well, I think the security just, guards yeah. are going to be there, but they're not. He gets there and they're dead or whatever. I don't yeah. know. Just, I don't know. You know what it is? It's for the plot. <laughs> get out of the um, car so she's not safe. Then we get a first of Loomis freaking out, which we'll get a lot. <laughs> yeah. And the evil is gone. I love that line. The evil yeah. has gone from gone here. From here. <laughs> the evil is gone. A little now, Shakespeare thrown in. We're finally, and that's how he really approaches it. Yeah. He's fucking, I'm in a Shakespeare plays. He does. We are finally back in Haddonfield. We're finally introduced to Laurie Strode. Her dad's a realtor. She's tasked with leaving the key to the Michael Myers house under the Michael Myers mat. And um, she just shouts it. I leave that key under the door. Don't forget. So I'm yeah. going to tell you what I love here. She meets up with this little kid called Tommy, who she's going to be babysitting later. It's Halloween night. What I really love, and I've always loved this about a film, and part, I think in some scenes it's a mistake, in other scenes it's definitely not, is that they record the voices in this entire opening from the perspective of the camera. So they're not laughing people up. They're not like doing it. So the voices seem distant and you get this idea of like watching. You can't always hear everything people are saying until you get up close to them. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you're a part of that town. You know, you feel like you're listening to someone talk across the street and it creates this distance from things immediately. And it creates an idea of space and isolation that for me immediately just works. Like if, if I imagined it this time when she's meeting with that boy and talking, if you could just hear it as clearly as nowadays, they would mm-hmm. mix it. And it would be, you'd feel like, oh, it's polished and fresh and i'm in a film you know but because you can hear it where the camera is it feels like no i'm like more i'm like i'm there you know um and it really really works for me i love it it's also nice because i always feel when you're when you're too up close on especially a young presumably your lead girl 
who's going to be in danger, you have this feeling that you can kind of protect her in some way when you're up close, like in her space. But this one, you immediately feel like she's on her own. Yeah. That you, you don't really have any control over what's about to happen. Yeah. Which I thought was great. No, completely. And she does seem so innocent. Yeah. <laughs> like you do worry about her. And she's a little not- dopey, even though she's supposed to be really smart. You're like, okay, you're book smart, but you're not life smart. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very Where's worried your street for smarts? you. Yeah. Yeah, we get to so to get to the Michael Myers house, we hear like breathing immediately from inside there. Now a big staple. Wasn't that much <laughs> back then. Uh, thank you. Can you do that for out whenever we get to yeah. that? And I fucking one of my absolute favorite shots in this entire film is her walking away from it after she's left the key, Tommy's gone off, and she walks away just singing. Yeah. I wish I had you all alone, just the two of us. And then Michael steps into frame in the foreground and we just hear him breathing and it just lingers on it. And I know a lot of people find this movie nowadays, and I'll be interested with from you two. I want you to be honest. A lot of people find this movie boring. There are no kills until nearly an hour into the movie, really, <laughs> other than the opening stuff. And there's a lot of very long shots. And I fucking I was talking about it just last night with Nate because we were talking about movie editing, and he was saying everything I ever look at that I've edited, I want to edit faster. And I'm like, oh, I have the opposite. <laughs> like I want to like get more to like where Halloween is, where you just have confidence in a moment, and then your actors, and then a frame, and allowed to play out. And for me, it's like yeah love hearing her sing like walking down that street and then him just standing there watching her yeah, yeah. and i really wanted her to like turn around. i was like fuck just turn around <laughs> yeah because she's walking so uh, slowly that you yeah. keep thinking that she's gonna stop and or yeah. pause and, and so him. it's just this point yeah. where you're like stop stop turn oh, wait, she's gonna yeah. no she's not stopping yeah god it's like also that feeling because it's just so long that you know like when you can just feel someone looking at you it kind of had like that vibe too you're like i know you know someone's yeah. looking at you you can yeah. feel it yeah yeah and the music like dies off as well yeah. so you just hear like the autumn wind yeah. blowing and stuff like makes it much creepier so i have a question then would any of this film happen if she hadn't dropped off that key at his house because he's just gone home he's gone back yeah, to his I don't house think she would have been fine he would have just been home was- he, he sees her and he sees the kid and then he purposely follows both of them yeah i was trying to figure out if there was some sort of tie between I was yeah. like, why, why her? Why? Yeah, like, was, is there a tie? Is it a family member? Is it somebody that they knew? And I didn't know if that someone. was going to come by, yeah, come was, back later on. That was my thing. But too. I guess it was just because he was home and she dropped off the key and he saw her and he said, hey, right, you're on my porch. that one. You're on my porch. <laughs> you're on my porch. <laughs> <laughs> American rules. You're on my porch. <laughs> I <not> stalk you. <laughs> yeah. I just, that was a thing that I wrote and that was like my whole thing was like, I didn't understand why he. But then I now that I like think about it, he just kills whoever he sees. Yeah, they're playing into that yeah. idea of the cold heart. Yeah. It's like it doesn't well, I matter. Think, I think in this film, yeah, it's meant to be the only logic, like, you know, it's film logic, sure. Yeah. But they come to his house, he then follows them. We do get some nods later, we're gonna get to do with his sister. Yeah. And then from her, he then gets sidetracked with the other girl because he then gets you know, and I think he's like, like just I wanna kill something. He's just like an animal, he just gets like led to one thing to another. But he spends a long time fucking with people as well. Yeah. Yeah. He also just, he walks everywhere. Yeah. Like it follows. Well, well, he drives No, he drives a lot. quite a bit. Oh, yeah. No, but I mean, when he's on foot and they see yeah. him and they're running away, he, he, oh, doesn't, yeah, he doesn't face run. him. Oh, no, this is the beginning he of the walking. He just continues yeah. to This is the beginning of the walking killer. You know yeah. what I realized just now? It's like, it did take a long time for like the first kill in the movie, but he's been inside like a ward for like 15 years, right? So he's probably one of like, Get a little bit of outside time yeah, in. Yeah. Like, ah. Autumn leaves. Autumn yeah, leaves. Smell the like, ah. Just then throwing <laughs> them in the air. It's been a while since I got a McDonald's hamburger. Just him like playing. <laughs> him in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a little around. enjoyment in. 
They don't have a McDonald's hamburger. He eats a dog. Yeah. I will say yeah, he doesn't have money. they're going uh, hot dog. to hot dog. You wanted a hot dog. Um, I will say when we Still get to the sequels retroactively, <laughs> they're going to create a reason for why this movie okay. happened. It was not intended though. This is the pure version of is meant to be he's a force of nature. They come across his path and then just goes through. I just took it as like his association of himself with his sister. Yeah. Of the young like, boy. Oh, here's with another blonde girl. Yeah. Right. So he's like the same age as my sister. sister was. Blonde or brunette? He was blonde, I think. Yeah, she was yeah. blonde. Yeah. He definitely sure. sees his sister and all the girls, I think, yeah. that are there. We never learn well, what she did to him. Well, they all have their boobs out. <laughs> to so. Although, Laurie does. Maybe that's Laurie, why she did. She was trick-or-treating. That's probably what it was. Probably. Yeah, probably yeah. was it. She wanted to have sex with her boyfriend instead. instead. Again, yeah. the beginning of the message slasher, which Jason takes to the extreme. Have yep. sex, die. Have that sex. Well, you want have sex instead of doing what you're supposed to be doing. Well, yeah, but he takes it to the extreme. Yeah, but they have sex instead of coming and saving him from yeah, drowning. Yeah, exactly. But then because of that, anybody who has sex, he just wants to kill. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you I anyone who takes drugs You're supposed sex. to be cool. cleaning your room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how everyone that was in all the Friday 13s were doing something stupid. Yeah, no, they really so, are. Until you get to the point where he's just like, doesn't like people. It's like, whatever. Out. hate everybody. Everyone sucks. Yeah. <laughs> we got a great throwaway line here. A lot of people's, well, a lot of fans even problem with this film is how the fuck does Michael Myers know how to drive a car? And they put in a yeah, thing. They, they, they know it's a problem because they put in a tiny throwaway line and Loomis just sort of frustratedly says to the board of whatever, yeah, maybe he, someone here gave him lessons. And it's like, you don't get away with it just because you said that in a funny <laughs> no way. No one's taking Someone him out of the board. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's why I wrote that down. I was like, how the hell does he know how to drive or even fill up gas? Maybe yeah. a stick. Uh, it was a problem. It was a problem. But you yeah. have to go with it. Yeah. It's also very weird. Can you imagine if Jason had a speedboat? Like having a villain with yeah. a vehicle is strange. Yeah. <laughs> but because it's the 70s and it's a 70s car, it kind of works for some reason. Even though he's driving around with his mask on. Yeah, I know. And it's only in this new, like, 2K, like, version that they've remastered it where you can really see that. And it's like, oh, right, he's got his mask on. <laughs> well, yeah. it only works because it's Halloween. So that's yeah. the only time he'd be able to do that. It's pretty great. Yeah. Dangerous to drive what a car like that. What if you drove around nowadays during Halloween mm-hmm. with that mask that's on? That's why he's always driving sideways. He's looking back <laughs> sideways. He's people. He just, he just has an extra hole cut. Same thing to the mask <laughs> yeah. so he can drive. It's he like, has peripherals. No one knows. So the actor can drive the car while looking at them. So we're going to create another horror, especially slasher stable here. Laurie is in school having a lesson to do with fate. It became after oh, this movie a thing that everything, Scream, like all the 90s slashes in particular would harken back to slashes we still get now. They love to have a scene in school where you've been taught <laughs> something that's relevant to do with the message you're getting across yeah. in your film. Either about this or about the Odyssey. It's always the Odyssey. Yeah, it's always some classic, classic. Always novel. about that children horse. <laughs> yeah, and we get the line in the background. We're saying fate is a natural element like earth, water, fire, and we're definitely trying to say this is John Carpenter trying to say this is what Michael Myers is. He's oh, fate. He's the Avatar. And no matter what course of action is <laughs> taken, is her fate av- is certain. Exactly. It doesn't matter what you do; yeah. the outcome will be the same. Yeah. yeah. And it's the first time we see Michael in the mask. She looks out the window yeah. of the classroom. He's just standing across the street. Which I also wrote down, how the hell does he know which classroom she's in? He's, very, he's a good stalker. He's like really good at knowing how to do things. <laughs> Not even Instagram for him to follow or anything. Yeah, he's, he's just, just like, I know which classroom she's in. Or he's just like standing outside and there's like a bunch of classrooms. And he's just, he's as just long you as can't tell where I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I have a mask on. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> 
It's like she totally thinks I'm looking at her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do like about it because we're going to get to one in a second that I'm going to argue is not actually him. But what I do like about it is that he's he doesn't seem to want to be seen like there's lots of horror movies where they're there and they're like i'm scaring you now i don't think he wants to be seen as soon as he sees her he always like goes again and drives off it's like oh shit <laughs> like, bails. Yeah. Uh, i think he's just enjoying watching her yeah, yeah like parks yeah. car's like i know she's in there yeah shit but let shit, me get out of my car and stand go. in front of it even though i don't want to be seen. oh he's going yeah you see this you want this this <laughs> could so. be yours so Tommy's getting bullied while holding a fucking huge pumpkin. Yeah. It's too big, <laughs> Which <laughs> admittedly. Kids, these kids are telling him the boogeyman's going to come and get him that night, and then he breaks the pumpkin, and he's all sad. And a very like, smooth yeah. slit. A smooth slip. Yeah. And I love this bit, because those kids then run away laughing, and then one of them runs directly into Michael Myers, who yeah. actually grabs him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, he's going to kill this little kid right now. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, imagine if he just, nowadays he <laughs> would have just snapped the yeah. neck straight away. Yeah. <laughs> You're just in. The new Halloween movie is probably going to be, yeah, violence oh, much quicker. Yeah, I really love this. I love that he doesn't do anything. He's almost kind of tender with him then afterwards. He sort of like relaxes the grip and the kid yeah. just looks. It's more like, oh, kid, watch where you're going. Yeah. I, I have a different kid to kill. Um, and then it just, and it moves from that without editing into a beautiful dolly shot as he's following Tommy like through the school. Or maybe he like likes that the kid had violence. He's like, you go on. You are free. <laughs> you're free. You're a good one. Like, go yeah. get big. <laughs> Be me. Yeah, okay. So, so he's following Tommy and her because they came to the house. Because I remember before I used to watch this, I'm like, why the fuck Tommy though? I don't get that. But yeah, just got to came to the house. Uh, but watching it then, I wonder, because again, damn solicitors. Pedophilia and stuff wasn't a big thing right then, but watching yeah, it in the 80s and 90s, and like, I could, you could watch this, it would creepy a slant on it in terms of how he's just following this little boy around and driving, following him. And stuff. Mm, yeah, that's kind of creepy. It is weird. Mm-hmm. I just took it as like, he's an association of hers. So if he wants yeah. to get to her, like. That's the target. Kill yeah. the kids. This kills anyone associated with her. Loomis is in the middle of who knows where, uh, ringing up Haddonfield <laughs> to say, Michael is coming, Haddonfield. Listen to me. Yeah. He's found Michael's sheets where he shed them. And yeah, but I thought he had kept changing to cars up until this moment. Yeah. But it makes but perfect sense. he makes sense. the call before he finds his clothes. Yeah. Before no, he's I think he's already been there and then he just goes back for so one last. he goes last back and it. looks around again. You would. You'd go back. You'd find it. Go fuck. And he's like, no. And but then he doesn't tell them that the guy is dead. He also doesn't even call the cops. I don't think he Did sees he the see? dead guy. Yeah. Because no, he does and he never goes around the corner. The guy's like hidden in the bushes. Yeah, he misses Freddie Mercury dead in the bushes. Also, why didn't he call the cops? Rose down like. Doctor is detectiving and doesn't even call the cops. Yep. Yeah. Well, I don't know. What's he calling the cops in Haddonfield? No, he hasn't Who called any cops. Who's he calling in Haddonfield? Because he was saying, calling someone to warn them. I don't know. He, he doesn't call any cops. Just He's all like, don't tell the cops. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why no one cares. I love the train going by in this scene. Yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know if they timed that on purpose or if it just happened. It was really but it was good. Cool. Like, we'll get the, get the train as pass by. Oh, yeah. Go, go. <laughs> yeah, we need to put that in there. So Laurie's hanging out with her friend Linda, who there's a great montage you can watch on YouTube of how many times she says totally in this film, yeah. which is <laughs> like a thousand times. Totally. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. She totally. said she had fun trying to put it in every sentence, basically. Ooh, that's hilarious. But she She's, did it purposely? Yeah. Nice. She's like totally. typical. Now it's acceptable. <laughs> now it's awesome. <laughs> She's your typical sort of fun cheerleader kind of girl, which was yeah, apparently more like how Jamie Lee was. She I, says, totally. I never bring my books. I never bring my math that. book. I never bring my chemistry book. I never <laughs> bring my spelling that book. Monologue I hate it. Was that. awesome. <laughs> I hate it. That's what we're about to get to. That. It's uh, so funny. Yeah, she's forgotten her books. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 
It's just so bad. This is a moment where a director says, I'll just make something up. I know. Right. I was like, I'm hoping that she improved that whole oh, thing. Oh, that's not written. Stupid that's not written books are. As an actor, just going, oh, okay. We're talking about books. I'll keep talking about books. <laughs> I don't like my math book. I don't like my chemistry book. It's terrible. I like books. It's so it's funny. And then Michael just drives by really slowly. So oh. they shout, speed kills. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, also, the lead up to that, they're talking about like places to go or something. Yeah. She's like, in a place to, and then Jamie Lee Curtis goes, shit. And the girl yeah. says, I've got a place for that too. Or something. <laughs> I already have great. a place yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey, so Tina Seals talked in that time, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, I love that line as well. She's like, I hate a guy with a car, but no sense of humor. Uh, I love yeah. that line. <laughs> so yeah. like, line. I love it. At that it. moment, I wrote, annoying girl, first to die, probably. <laughs> but Annie's the best one. She's not the best actor, but she's a good yeah. character. She's great. She's a good character. She's, she's, she's like between Jamie and uh, the other one. Linda. Yeah. Linda. Linda. Yeah, I, I like the character. I just didn't like the actual, like, actress. Uh, I thought she was great. She's, Her, she's not a good actress. She had the best hair. So no, bad she looks great. Yeah. character's yeah. great, yeah. When I saw her brushing her hair with the that pickle, I was like, man, I need cool. one of those. Yeah. Like, what a cool character. Like, what anytime a I see, performance. Anytime I see a girl with curly hair brushing her yeah, hair, no, that's I'm like, this one. is fake. Don't brush it. You are not supposed to brush it. <laughs> but she had like a pick that she just kind of like fluffed the bottom up. I'm pretty sure like, they were oh, just like, here, like you're primping. Do girl stuff. She's like, okay. Do girl stuff. It's your hair. She's like, oh, not my clothes. <laughs> these long fucking shots yeah what's the girls walking into the distance the music the piano yeah, electronica slow. it's really good so good i love these long shots. what's not good the adr yeah yeah, yeah yeah when they're just walking yeah two of them linda peels off and then laurie sees michael watching her from with behind a, a bush in, with a leaf in her hair yeah she's got a nice yeah. leaf in her hair <laughs> This is the fucking wind machine just blowing those Bad aim of the interns. I was like, oh, it's that purple, purple leaf right in her hair. <laughs> and then he I steps behind a bush. And then Laurie's saying, like, guys think I'm too smart. And then she, the, yeah, we get like a fake scare, basically, where a friend fucks with her. Her, her friend's dad. Like, yeah, and her friend's dad pops out. This is a crane of another staple. One of the teenage girls has to have a father who is the sheriff of the town. Normally, yeah. however, he's a dick who believes nobody. Right. Yeah. Here, he's nice to the kids. Uh, he's yeah. nice to Loomis. Love it. He has the most, like, rowdy of all the girls. Yeah, he does. This. Yeah. But Cop has jokes. No, he's the other one. She, he's, um... He's Annie's father. He's Annie's, yeah, he's Annie's dad. Annie's yeah. father. She picks yeah. her up to go babysitting. Yes, he is. Because they yeah. drop off... No, Annie goes they first, stop. and then Linda goes second. Because Linda's the one who's with her... No, they stopped in the car yeah. when the, when when the, the hardware, hardware store gets broken, broken yeah. into. Yeah. And she's that's like, hey, dad. No, I know. Yeah, oh, it's Annie's dad. That's Annie. Which one's Annie then? Not the one who gets the boobs out. No, Curly that's hair. Linda. Linda's boobs out. Okay. Linda does the blonde. Totally. Okay, who well, shows yeah. up to the house later? Yeah, so, yeah, but that's not then. He doesn't have the craziest one. The one who gets the boobs out is the craziest one. Running around without any clothes She's on. Like, no, Annie's that's what I'm saying. The craziest like, one. Annie's definitely Annie. I think Annie would be the craziest one. She's definitely yeah. not the craziest one. All the other girl does is have sex with one guy. The other one sex with a child later. No, her boyfriend does. Well, no, and she agrees to it. <laughs> like, she's definitely the wild yeah, one. She's just uh, just like saying so. totally all the time. She says she's a cheerleader. Uh, she gets her boobs out in the film. She's also she's drinking. Like really, yeah, she's drinking. She's, she's really way drinking. more flirty than any of the yeah. other two Annie's girls. And walking around the kid without clothes on. Yeah, like, but that's what I like her. She's like between the two. That's yeah. what I was saying before. I don't think she is. I think she's the crazy one. I would totally, yeah. No way. I would say Annie would be the crazy one. She's more like the aggressive 
one that would probably fight someone. Where Annie's like Lizzie, crazy, but Linda's maybe smarter. you're saying crazy and meaning different things. When I say crazy in a slasher film, I mean the bimbo of the bunch. Oh no, Annie's and the that is smart the fucking girl. wild card. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. that's completely different. I'm saying like slasher, like crazy is you're the stupid bimbo who sleeps with everyone, gets drunk, gets yeah. your boobs out, make really poor decisions. Yeah, they get you killed. That's guy. the other girl. Yeah, they both only slept sure. with one guy. That's well, one of them didn't even get to. No. Well, she didn't. Yeah. Really. Well, well, even aimed to. Could have been a child. Could have been. Uh, book, this cop has jokes. Probably a bad, crappy cop. What? You can't be funny and be a cop? <laughs> I'm just like, he doesn't take his job serious. <laughs> I got Laurie twice in this film talks to herself. And this time calls herself kiddo. Yeah. yeah she does talk to herself. Well, you weird. All right, you kiddo. don't talk to your... What do you call yourself when you talk I to don't. yourself? <laughs> I do internal monologues. If I talk to, to things... <laughs> I do talk, but I wouldn't right, talk to Katie. myself. I talk no, to like, I usually say Watson. Shower. I'm like, all right, Watson, let's do this. <laughs> all right. In the shower. Crazy oh, no, people. I would talk to like the shower or talk to other things. I don't talk to myself. Oh, you think it's better to That's say, hello, shower? <laughs> no, I don't think it's better. Than to say, Al, or I don't think kiddo. it's better. I just said her talking to herself uh, and herself kiddo to... is fucking dorky as hell. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. touch inanimate objects or to myself. That's sad. So you're missing out. What do you do? Who are your friends What do you do? I go, hello, animal. Or are you? I always like it like in Bob's Burgers where he talks, burger, I make you so good. Like, <laughs> always singing to the food. Tita. It's great. Tita. All right. So quickly, since we're seeing a lot of Michael Myers now, let's talk quickly about the mask. How does the mask work for you guys? I like it. I like it paired with the maintenance outfit. I also like that they, in a lot of shots, are just cutting off his head because it doesn't really matter. It also looks like a presidential mask spray painted. Interesting. Not quite, but you're close. So... They didn't have a mask. Like most horror films, they didn't have a mask for a long time. I mean, again, Jason doesn't get his mask part three. Yeah. This one, they knew they wanted a mask because they wanted him to be as placid as possible, like featureless, essentially. But they didn't have one. And they were coming back with different designs for stuff. And it looks terrible. Some really bad designs for things. But if they just then sent Tommy Lee Wallace, who's the editor production designer, who we mentioned earlier, out to find a mask. So you went to the local store. You actually went to that one up. What's it called? We've been there near Sunset. Yeah. So it's written in the script just as a pale mask with human features, which uh, was slightly inspired by a French film called Eyes Without a Face, and where this woman has this mask on. Yeah. Tommy went to his mask shop in Hollywood Boulevard, and he bought a clown mask and a William Shatner mask. That's what it was. Captain Kirk. Yeah. (laughs) They decided clown mask was too much, too obvious, and he's had the clown mask in the opening. So they went with the William Shatner mask. And then they tore off the eyebrows, cut the eye holes a little wider, scruffed up the hair, took off the sideburns and spray painted it white. There we go. Put it on and immediately were like, we've got something special. Nice. And it's William Shatner's face. <laughs> William Shatner, the scariest face. So it is the Star Trek Captain Kirk original mask. Nice. That they just spray painted white. Later on, they would get in trouble for this and they weren't allowed to use it in certain sequels because it's William Shatner's likeness. But at this point, it was fine. Um, and then to play the role they ended up bringing this guy called Nick Castle so he was an old friend and schoolmate of John's and when he found out John was shooting near his house he was trying to get his own movies going as a director he found out John was shooting he was like can I come and just hang out and John said sure but if you're going to do something if you're going to be here you need to do something (laughs) so he just gave him the mask paid him $25 a day and he became the shape and Nick asked John what the character's motivation was so John said to him you walk from here to there and you do nothing just walk that was basically it. Nice. He did a really good job. Yep. He added one thing. Great walker. Uh, which we're going to get to later on. But I can guess it. I bet you can too. Which created 
It's the one weird Michael thing. Created that happens sla- well, in the it's whole. Jason's thing now. It's everybody's yeah. thing. We created a slasher staple, yeah. uh, which he just did without any direction. Anyway, we'll get to that. <laughs> so, Jamie Lee Curtis, <laughs> looking out a bedroom window, she sees Michael. Now, this is the, with all the billowing sheets, and then she's yeah. still looking at him, but we're not because we're looking at her. Yeah. We edit back, and he's gone. Yeah, I wrote. He does laundry. He's a mechanic, and he can disappear. <laughs> and he can disappear. You, you- I would freak out. If I was looking at someone, <laughs> he's kind and of the perfect man. Disappear. You freaked out out loud while we were watching it. Yeah. Like, like, what? Why? Why did he go? Yeah, blew my mind. I was like, like you are the was, ideal audience member. She was looking at him, and he just, of course, I figured out who called the house. And like, there's a man, and now he was he's gone. gone. I'm crazy. <laughs> so this is generally one where I think it's not him. I think this is like him already getting into her head. Like she's clearly shaken up by him and keeps seeing him in places. And I feel like that's her like just Projecting seeing him. It. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because the alternative to that <laughs> is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going with that. I was like, did they forget that? Yeah. Let, now we know you need a shot of her being distracted, looking away and looking back and yeah. he's right. gone. Instead, she's just looking at him because the like, audience is distracted. It's not the same. I feel like they just didn't realize that. And then they're like, oh, shit. It's uh, quite possible. We'll just make pretend it's a part of her. It's quite mind. possible. I'm going with it's in her head. Or yeah. he's not human. I'm just going to go he's with. He's capable he's, of things that are. He does laundry. He's a mechanic. <laughs> and he's a magician. <laughs> because how else does he keep disappearing? He's good at it. Uh, the phone rings. No one's there. This is definitely a nod to Black Christmas, um, which then creates Scream and many, many other films later. Mm. She hangs up, rings again. It's her friend Annie who had something in her mouth, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bill Wang. <laughs> Sorry, my mouth is full. <laughs> From Bob. Paul. Where's this Paul? I don't know, man. They don't know, they don't know either. Nobody knows. <laughs> So she's going to pick up Lori at 6.30. So Lori leaves the house with a big old pumpkin. Waits for picked up. And then, yeah, they hang out in the car, start smoking some weed. Lori yeah. does not seem accustomed. I also wrote, Lori likes to talk to herself a lot. Yeah. Because as soon as she saw, like, she's like, oh, boy, I was whispering weird things to herself. Yeah. <laughs> she's a, she'd be crazy. Yeah. Well, uh, she's just supposed to mean, like, be like an insulated bookish girl yeah no she spends a lot of time on her yeah, own honestly i think she's brilliant I yeah she's i think great. jamie is great and it i think was really believable her entire stardom came from this film and built from here and i think she deserved it there's only a couple of bits from yeah. her yeah. she yeah. does sometimes do some weird things with her mouth yeah. at the end of her lines she'll like finish talking and just but her mouth will yeah, like, still like, kind of move and i'm like what? it's what? maybe that was an adr yeah it's really bad adr yeah might be don't fear the reaper playing in the car very nice yeah, we. Uh, that's not here. That's in a bit. But yeah. yeah, huh? When she gets picked up, it's not at that immediate bit. It comes later. Cause I wrote it down when it happened, and it's not in my notes. But anyway, yeah, yeah. you get done through the reaper, which again, yeah, like you say, it's covered. <laughs> yeah, he's in the car, but it's when we come back to them in a minute in the car. But yeah, it's used in, in scream. Right. On don't fear the reaper when they cover it again. Another nod to Halloween. So many nods. Loomis, he's with the gravekeeper. I love still, this scene. Still, yeah. not, still hasn't called the cops. No, yep. just checking things out. Trying to find him because he doesn't want to scare Michael. That's what he's saying. He wants to capture him. No, so they can oh, put really? him back in the asylum. It didn't seem like he wants to capture him. <laughs> That's what he tells the sheriff later. Yeah, he tells him don't don't tell freak your him team out. to not make a scene yeah. just to keep their eyes peeled. He Which said, we never see. Well, any of no, like he doesn't want to cause like mayhem. Cup. That's right. what we're going to get. He said, "Shut shut their mouths. Keep their eyes open. We're not." 
Peckers. <laughs> so at the grave scene, uh, they're looking for Judith Myers, which was, yeah, the sister he killed in the opening scene. I love this guy. I love this great keeper. Again, normally in a horror film, we'd be played by an overacting idiot. Yeah. He was just telling this really relaxed good. story about a guy a few towns over who took a hacksaw. No, but he's just saying it in this, like, nonchalant way. He's not saying, he's not playing it up. He's like trying to most connect with films. Loomis. Fucking love it. And what yeah. I love more is then Loomis cuts him off. Before he, and then he's like, yeah. and then he just casually, and then Loomis just. He's like, where the hell are we going, dude? I don't care about your story. It's fucking great. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. I was waiting for him to finish. I was like, well, what do he do? What do you do next? <laughs> I gotta know. I gotta know. He sliced That's in the, the Christmas ham. We hear it. the end of the story. Yeah, he came back <laughs> and he sliced up a nice ham. All right. Made a sandwich. Lovely dinner. <laughs> he made a sandwich. And then, he, and then he got a promotion the next day. <laughs> Things worked out. We're all Jimmy Gravekeeper. He and was my Paul. Yeah. And, and then I had a, had a son, and it was me. Yeah. And that's my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Can we make that movie? <laughs> I was like, Where did that, so where's the story going, man? Oh, Jesus. It would be a short film. It would be great. Uh, so Jude Myers' gravestone is gone. I was confused at this moment. You think it was the tiniest grave ever? <laughs> he was like, I, just, I, didn't, I don't know why it didn't cross my mind that there was, was no gravestone. I was like, the fuck is that? <laughs> Tiny hole. I didn't want to put the time in to dig a hole. Just don't show it. I was like, this is so dumb. Was, and then later on, I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. Her body's still Not there. The movie. Got it. <laughs> Nice As it was happening, I was thinking, like, is anyone thinking this is a tiny? <laughs> I was, and I should have said something and, like, audibly laughed and been like, the yeah, fuck is clear, that? To be clear, we're <laughs> for ashes. I'm just kidding. We were very quiet when we watched this one because you need to respect this film. So I was keeping it quiet. <laughs> the other movies, we can talk a bit more. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, that confused me, but I figured it out later. Don't nice. worry. And now I know that well I'm dumb so and the filmmakers are not. A good detective. <laughs> you guys could be detective doctors, Wait a too. Wait a second. A body can't fit in there. <laughs> well, yeah, I remember one time I also had the same feeling, and I thought maybe they cremated her and just like poured it. Well, that's what time. Justin just said. It was, was her ashes. Yeah, I was like, she could have been cremated. I, 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 looked, I was like, oh, fancy vase be this that he took. Katie's just, just looking at you all. Yeah. The whole point of cremating is Katie's you don't just, bury them. Like, like, he why would you not be the detective if the I ever die? In. That would be great. <laughs> you don't know what Lash Lampoon is? You can't tell the fucking gravestone. You don't know that there was a sequel to Jaws? You wanted me to be I'm on in this. a room with Debbie. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, so Loomis gets to say the classic line, he came home. Uh, the subtitle for this film is Halloween, the night he came home. Ooh. Loriani are driving. Yes, yeah, with Dumfried Reaper. They're followed by Michael. Now we talk about it. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like a dick now. <laughs> well, I don't know. They're followed by Michael, who's just very unsubtly two feet behind them for the entire so <laughs> Yeah. They run into Annie's dad. Someone's broken to the hardware store. This doesn't like, make sense to me because the like, alarm is going off at the hardware store. And he's like, oh, they took Halloween masks, a rope, and a couple of knives. Michael's had his Halloween mask on since he got to Haddonfield. Yep. So there's the alarm been going off for hours. Yeah. No one's turned maybe. it off. Yeah. It's possible. It's been there for hours. Stupid. Or maybe he broke in, stole the knives. The and more the, masks. And the, and the, and the uh, what's it called? In case he gets blood on one. No, he stole the knives and the rope. And then kids came in and then stole masks. Or he took the masks to make it seem like it was kids. Maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was some other kids. 
Yeah. Maybe but Michael's like, I, he just drives by off. I didn't do that. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I bring my own knives. I mean, he does. Pay for shit. But he does actually have three knives, which is crazy. He does like, have three knives. like, holy street. shit, he really utilized. So I was wondering, like, so I was wondering, like was this scene shot near the end? And like, how are you going to explain our like mistakes Maybe. with these knives? I got it. We'll just insert this weird section three where, knives. where he shows up. She shows up and her dad's at a crime scene. And the rope, I guess, is to hang that guy up. Who yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, all the items that were out. stolen were Ridiculous. used in the film. Ridiculous. <laughs> like the setup of Clue. Yeah. I love this. So Loomis is then waiting for the sheriff and Michael just drives behind him. Yeah. Peacefully. I just love how Michael kind of like comes up and you could tell he's like, oh shit, oh shit. Don't look, don't look, don't he's look. Like, yeah. That's my boss. <laughs> this whole no. scene is also recreated and then expanded upon in Scream. They do lots of knots. Laurie's very shy. She wants to date with Ben Tramer. But she's too shy to ask anyone oh, to the ben dance. Tramer. The trapester. What a dream, though. We never see him. I imagine he's Matthew McConaughey. That's exactly oh. who it is. Dazed and confused Matthew McConaughey with the mustache. <laughs> um, Seems like her type. The pink yep. pants. Seems Seems like the at the end of the 70s, it could well have been. I was thinking. No. She goes for like brawny, smarter guys. Don't know. Well, she thinks they don't man. like her because she's too smart. Well, he was obviously very, apparently very excited. That's true. He did. When he found it out about it. We, we, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. He's right, very right. excited. <laughs> very excited. <laughs> he said it very three excited. times. <laughs> Nightfalls. Michael's following them to where Laurie's dropped off, and then he gets distracted by Annie. <laughs> it's like, oh, she's red. <laughs> oh, she has big hair. She does have big hair. Uh, Lewis and, and the a sheriff. a big personality. <laughs> go to the old Myers house. To. No one's lived there since 1963. 15 years. No one's been in this house. That makes sense. And then, and just then, he was asking, the dad was asking to drop off the key under the mat. Yeah, he said he was going to try and sell it. Oh, well, after 15 years, I fucking hope so. They should just yeah. rip it down. Yeah, also, yeah, they should. Also, how the hell are you going to sell a house that you didn't like? Yeah, like, he had spruce, yeah, spruce it up. up. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, this is what about this shithole? <laughs> Maybe just like put the key under the mat, someone will take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone will live in it. It never made any sense. Yeah, and then, then I don't really get this. Some, like, they get scared through the glass, like the thing hits the glass. I don't get what that is. It was like uh, part of the piping. No, okay. Which also, I was just that that actually like I was not expecting that. So the sound, I was like, "Whoa, what the shit!" That is, yeah, <laughs> could jump. Yeah, it got me like it inside. Worked. I was just like, "Dude, I didn't think they were gonna do that." Loomis would have totally shot you with his very slowly <laughs> retrieved yeah. pistol. Yeah, although he's always got his hand in his pocket. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah, him reaching into his jacket was pretty and he comedic got caught to watch. On the edge of it when he was pulling it out, I was like, "You would be dead right now, buddy." <laughs> what was probably in his pocket was actually a bottle of booze because uh, Donald Pleasant is quite the drinker on set. Mm. Uh. So that's what he was really reaching for. That's yeah. why his eyes are always half closed in all yeah. the scenes. <laughs> like, you don't know, he's the devil. He's here. <laughs> he's got a look. A look. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Loomis is scared though as well. I think he's really good in this scene where he does some more just what do you call them? Comedy. Where, where he's like, I also got a, a permit here to uh, carry a container. <laughs> yeah, just like right. a sad piece of paper. I I'm, a, I'm a real doctor. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a doctor. A gun. <laughs> I'm a doctor. He said he spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up. Uh, yeah, this is where he says we shouldn't tell the radio station I think it is because they don't want to warn the people because he doesn't want to create chaos. So he just says, just tell your police officers, but keep them, you know, keep them down. No, he says, even though we never see any of shirts, them. But their eyes open. Pretty sure Haddonfield only has one policeman yeah. and it's the sheriff. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see any other policeman. He's really not good at his job. He's a nice guy though. 
He's I a also nice just guy. think I'd have a beer I like him. Michael's wanting to play hide and go seek, and everyone just sucks at this game except for him. Yeah, he's, he's really anything. good, and he's always just like, "Boo!" Oh, shouldn't even. Yeah. Okay, I'll hide <laughs> again. <laughs> just runs he's off. No one. He's very patient. Yeah, just sussing things out. And he rings up Laurie, and the dog starts barking at someone. Oh, Michael's no. standing they're, outside. They're, they're still driving though. Hmm? No. No, 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 no. They dropped them all off. They've been dropped off. Because this is when he gets deterred or detoured onto Annie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I just wrote down because it's really important. But they were still smoking the same joint. And what the fuck? Like, how long did it take to drive where they were going? You don't know. It could be a second joint. Well, I mean, but also they were driving like during daytime and then it went instantly nighttime. Is it not? Yeah. It was like like dusty. You got to do it. It Yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely dust. Like the sun was setting. drive. Well, it have been like 20 minutes away. How Jamie Lee Curtis's character smokes the joint as opposed to Annie's because yeah. Annie's she just uses like, two hands. Yeah. She uses yeah. the two little hands and she's Such so a clever. <laughs> Pretty uh, great. Yeah, the dog's barking. Dog's barking, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Michael's sorry. standing outside. No, man. That's what, dude. That's what are you here for? To say People things. Are in danger. People are in danger. The, the kids she's people watching and watching TV. And Annie's talking to Ben, has talked to Ben Tramer, told her, told him, told old Matthew McConaughey, Laurie Strode likes you. He's pretty happy about it. I do like this mix. I like films where it's like, you know, the dogs can hang out with the cooler kids, can hang out with the whatever, you know. Yeah. It's more real. Tommy looks out the window, sees Michael standing across the street, just staring at him like a fucking maniac. (laughs) (laughs) In beautiful lighting, though. Perfectly backlit. Awesome shot. Love it. Um, and then the Allie, man. Allie, hi, <laughs> Annie. What I do? <laughs> you spill yeah. stuff on your clothes. And I took them all off. Them off. That's, That's exactly a, what I did every time for a baby girl to get naked. Takes off her trousers. Doesn't care about dogs. Should die. To be fair, takes off her top, but she immediately puts on a huge shirt, like right. a massive. Shirt. What do you think is like the the husbands or whatever? Yeah, I guess so. in the laundry room or something. Enormous. Husband. Yeah, it's really yeah. big. I think it was Which we big. saw him already, and he was not that big. Yeah. <laughs> so for the rest of the movie, she's just in socks, panties, and a huge shirt. Yeah. Basically. Which, again, what I do like about this film, though, is like it does these tropes. Like, again, it was coming at a time of spit on your grave and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It does these tropes, and this is ridiculous. Yeah, she shouldn't take up all of her clothes. But it doesn't like, they don't use it as an excuse to show her boobs and stuff. Like, right. they do like. They still Her they back. keep things sexy, but without it being too much. Right, and she's not wearing a thong or anything. She's wearing, you know, just very sensible. Did they have thongs underwear. back then? I don't know, probably. Oh, the thong, thong, thong. Well, on Friday the 13th, you did the evolution of the bra. Right. Yeah. So maybe in this, you can Ooh. do the evolution of the panties. Ooh, me, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's, yeah, doing that ridiculous stuff. And then Michael accidentally knocks something down. This is the only mistake he makes in the whole movie, I think. And then he jumps hey. out of ah! The shot's like, oh, shit. He was just as surprised as everyone else that she just took all her clothes off. He's like, holy shit. What are you doing? There's a child in there. Uh, The dog comes and barks at him. Guess what? Kills the dog. He's so sad. Yeah. I want to know how they did the leg thing. The the limp legs. Yep. Oh, they probably just like... They're like, hold the dog. Eventually, he'll love you and put his legs down. Yeah, Yeah, they killed it. They killed a German shepherd. Only way to do it. Good luck on killing a German shepherd. Anything for the shot. You up? Anything for the shot. Mm -mm. It's like that snake Mm -mm. in front of the thirteenth. This podcast. Oh, that poor snake. Thirteenth, they actually kill a snake on camera. So horrible. And do you know what? We didn't know about it. Trouble for that? No, because at the time you could do that. It wasn't a big deal. And you know, still to now, you can kill like insects and stuff on camera. It's yeah, like it's fine to kill scorpions, spiders, and whatever. Other animals. Which What's I think um, is fucked up? 
what we didn't know when we reported on that in the first Friday the 13th episode is the snake guy who owned the snakes who had to bring yeah. it to die. He knew it was going to happen, but um, he was he cried. Afterwards, he was so upset to lose his snake friend. Really why sad. did he do that? And why did they do that? It happened like in the in the. Oh, I'll go and listen to a Friday Thirteenth podcast. You can <laughs> yeah. hear about it. It yeah. was a real thing that happened to them, and then they put it in the film, and then they cut it in half to kill it. Yeah, that's really. sad. It is yeah. genuinely sad. So some people don't watch Friday Thirteenth just because of that. And that's cruelty. horrible. Only in the first film, though. Yeah. So they don't kill a snake in every. It's in the first one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Never watching that. So don't need to watch it anyway. Yeah. Laurie and Tommy are watching The Thing from Another World. Yay. Which is showing that John Carpenter was already thinking about his remake of The Thing, which he would go on to do a few years later. Brilliantly. Arguably as good, if not better than Halloween. A seminal so horror good. classic. They talk about the boogeyman. Laurie says the boogeyman can only come out on Halloween the night. Boogeyman. Which is sort of saying the law for the rest of this series. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's not going to let anything happen to Tommy tonight. So don't worry, Tommy. Still going to be fine. Annie takes all of her clothes to the washing machine that's outside. <laughs> like the next house over outside. <laughs> yeah. So far. And then the door locks her in. She's babysitting this girl called, what's she called? Lindsay. 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 We're going to get to her. Uh, who's also watching oh, the thing. yeah. Um, and then Lindsay picks up the phone. It's Paul. We're going to get confused with boyfriends. Paul. This Paul is Bob. Annie's boyfriend, Paul, Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Uh, so she goes to get Annie and Annie's just stuck with her butt hanging out of the window. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, I was, shoe just, I was just anticipating like her to die at this moment. I was like, she's oh, yeah. going to die now. Kid's going to come and then just on the yeah. other side. But no, really, Michael's patient. And to be yeah. honest right now, he's being a creeper. Oh, yeah. That's about it. He's yeah. probably just like, I want to see what happens to this chick because she might just kill herself. Yeah, she just looks like a some nightmare. Time. <laughs> yeah. She is all over the place. Great simple shot here as, as she's then talking on the phone to Laurie and the camera's panning back and forth and they just do simple stuff like Michael's not there, he's there, he's not there. And it's just like, yep. it's just literally like, run quickly on Go. camera, run back in. But it works really well. There's someone behind the camera yeah. just waving their hands. Yeah. You him. Yep. I like it. This is where I wrote down, yeah, Justin, what you're saying. And he's not great. What? Just, uh, and he's great. Character's great. Actor, not great. Yeah. You guys suck. You don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know about acting. <laughs> Have you ever acted in a Halloween film? That's true. No. Damn it, you're right. So she wants... Who am I to judge? <laughs> she wants to have sex with Paul. Because she spends the entire film basically doing... Everyone else is having fun. Everyone does that the whole time. Laura's yeah. like, everyone else is having Who fun. Who would have to have sex with Paul Giamatti? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she goes to pick up Paul Giamatti and takes, uh, <laughs> takes Lindsay over to Laurie and Tom, Tommy Doyle because, yeah, Lindsay apparently is, seems into hanging out with Tommy. This is where I wrote, Jamie is such a great babysitter she's great yeah she's, she's the really girl good. scout yeah she's great everything great babysitter she even congratulates <laughs> herself in the third person i just love how the kids are like let's carve a pumpkin and what the reality of that as a babysitter is is you carve the pumpkin and then the kids will be like "Ooh, i want to put the candle in uh-huh. i did this now what and else should like, we do oh, no. no what's the fucking movie shut up <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i'm tired integral scenes <laughs> michael was crouched down by a car yeah <laughs> He just suddenly stands you. up. He's like, ah, you guys didn't- oh, you're still not looking for me. Okay, I'll go hide again. <laughs> no, it really doesn't work for me. I like him standing places, stepping in and out, but crouching behind a car. <laughs> yeah. Because he must have been standing there and it's all uh, oh, shit that come. Yeah. <laughs> just like duck the down. hilarious. No, doesn't do it for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Annie's just still wandering around across the street in her underwear. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. yeah. 
She put a shawl on, which just covers yeah. the shoulders that were already covered. They were already yeah. by the shirt. Should have made it I into a skirt. A shawl. I thought she just grabbed like a picnic like blanket. Like a big yeah. scarf <laughs> type thing. <laughs> to be fair, we live in LA where yeah, girls would just dress in a big oh, shirt yeah. like this and not be it anyway. That'd be so, fine. Yeah. Oh, you're just like Halloween. I <laughs> don't <laughs> get it. This is one of the points where Laurie talks about herself in third person. The old girl scout comes through again. <laughs> what are you saying? She's got no other one else to talk to. She's got There's kids two to talk to. Those kids are all glued to the TV. They don't give a shit. She fucking told them. They're like, get back in there. She's like, leave me alone. Pumpkin. Watch TV. So Annie heads off to her car singing. Really love it. Love all the singing. She starts singing about the fact, I got no keys for my car. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love it. Like, uh, all right, really I'll walk and just do whatever you would do. <laughs> um... I was singing. I'm a really good singer. Actually, I should showcase my singing. I want to start a career. New, like, new job. Uh, and then she comes back with the keys, but it's open. And I like this because she gets in without thinking about it. And I noticed you, Jessica. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, dude, what? But then she noticed as soon as she sits down, she's like, oh, wait. Wait a minute. I didn't yeah. unlock it. Michael's there. First kill, 55 well, minutes in. She she doesn't even realize. I don't even think she realizes the keen toss or she like wipes the thing from her glass. She's like, wait. What? <laughs> what am I doing to my car right now? <laughs> and then she dies. Then she gets killed. Yeah. Gets got no music. Yeah. So How did he fill his car, her car up so quickly with his breath? He's just heavy breather. <gasps> <gasps> he's been running around. He, he has to like beat them to all these places. So he's like sprinting. You know, yeah. he's like, <gasps> all right. Let me catch my breath. <laughs> now I gotta get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so I look. Okay. I hate her face when she dies. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. It changes three times. So stupid. You yes. think she's dead and then her eyes open oh, again and then you think she's dead and then they close. <laughs> so stupid. Sliding down that window. But I love the absence of music and I love um, I love the sim- how long it goes on for. Right. Yeah. Sure, nowadays you do it more brutally. But yeah, it's just like yeah. holding onto her neck and just gradually trying. She doesn't fight back enough. She should do all the Yeah, I was about to say. I hate that she, like, his head is right there. Yeah. Like, you yeah. could but punch him. You just didn't, like, it's just not how movies are done. Then it's the not just horn. about, you know, feminine, like, females or males fighting about It's like, it's literally just, you didn't show action like that right. in those times. And it's just, you know, yeah. it's I, how it is. It's very. Yeah, I was thinking about it for that time. I was like, man, this must be really intense for people watching. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. She's being strangled to death. Cause she's like kicking the horn, which is still like, you know, adds yeah, to the, the, the effects of like, you're mm-hmm. trying to get out of there. And but also like, if you're being choked, like you're kind of panicking. Like mm-hmm. you don't, some people just don't think about like attacking. So right. I kind of like, was like, oh yeah, she might not actually be a fighter. Yeah. And yeah. then it just gives her the old slicey. Yeah. Dicey. And he just slices, <laughs> finish the yeah. job. Which I was also like, why didn't you just try- slice her to begin with? Like you really wanted her to suffer. Yeah. 55 minutes, nearly an hour in before. I mean, I know we've had a couple of the kills, Justin, as you pointed out, but like yeah. not, you know, our lead, not a group of characters, not really. Like, you know, you had that prelude kill, dog kill. That's it. Yeah. Pretty crazy. It's a dog. long time. Two dogs. What's the other dog? They said the dog they find at the house yeah. Yeah. where he says it's got two he doggy was dogs. hungry. Oh, really? And then the yeah, German like, Shepherd. It's still warm. It's not a hot dog, I could but get a inside warm dog. It's a real temperature <laughs> dog. <laughs> You should yeah. retire on that, Justin. That was maybe yeah. the best kill ever do. That was very right. good. That was very good. Back at Lori's, the kids are still watching the thing. They've got a Howard the Duck comment next to them. So it was pretty cool. Yep. And then Tommy out the window when he just like creeps off the freak Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> like a weird little fucking creeper. He's a weird kid. He's when he like does it around the back of the sofa. He's like, Lindsay. He just looks out the window and sees Michael carrying Annie's body into the house. So he freaks out. Meanwhile, Loomis is just still hiding behind a bush, 
waiting for Michael to come back. He spends the majority of this movie just hiding behind mm-hmm. a bush, yeah. just waiting. Having a little drinky. Yeah, having a little drink, <laughs> scaring off some Scaring kids. children. That's about it. Seems pretty pleased with himself, though. After he's oh, he's like, like, that was really funny. Oh, yeah. Can scare a kid. And then goes off into another spiel on the sheriff, which is like, more fancy talk. <laughs> I love that line. Uh, <laughs> Linda's in a, in a big old van with a dorky dude, but I think he's meant to be cool for the 70s, but he looks like yeah. a dork to me. I think it's just the glasses are so big. That was uh, the style. Yeah, so this is, this is the bit. <laughs> They've gone to the house where Annie was babysitting Lindsay. Planning on having an orgy. Planning on having some sex, talking about ripping each other's clothes off. And then Katie noticed something that we had to rewind yeah. for. And then I had to go online to like back up with other people. There are a lot of sites people talking about yeah, this. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, do you want to say it then? No, I just, it threw me because I couldn't remember everybody's name. So I thought maybe I'd gotten it wrong. But he's like, so first I'll rip off your clothes. Then you'll rip off my clothes. Then we'll rip off Lindsay's clothes. And she goes, Totally. <laughs> And at first I was like, oh, wait, Lindsay is Lori. And I was like, no, wait, that's the little girl's name. So I really freaked because I, because, yeah, yeah, I didn't know if he forgot names or if he intended to say Lindsay. And then she was all about having sex with a little girl. So I did quick research to try and find out. There isn't a conclusive answer I could find. John Carpenter doesn't seem to have commented on it. The actors don't seem to have commented on it. There's a lot of sites discussing it. And there seem to be two camps, which argue. One camp is... I mean, it seems more, more likely, but I think they're both actually kind of likely. One camp is that, yeah, he fucked up. Right. He got the wrong name. She just went along with it right. or didn't notice. And it stayed there. And somehow in the editing, they just liked that take and they didn't think about it because whatever. Right. The other camp is that, no, it was the actor making a joke. And in the 70s, and there are people, again, who are reading this stuff through accounts. Like, I grew up, I was like a kid in the 70s when I was a teenager in the 70s. And they're saying, like, my parents would take, like, pictures of us naked in weird poses because back then it was just funny. Like, it was just, like, stupid things. You didn't think about that stuff. And, like, people would make jokes about this stuff. these aren't the kids' parents. These are two strangers. No, but, no, but the point was, was that we, don't, we look at stuff now differently from how in the 70s you looked at stuff. So a line like that would just be a goofy, stupid line. Because now it has sinister overtones because in the public conscious is, oh, some people might do that. And that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Back then, it wasn't in a public conscious. It's just a stupid joke. It's like saying something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Things you would say in the 90s that were funny or not. And this is the problem with generation after generation. We always judge stuff from our own mindset and we can't get back into that generation. And we don't forgive them sometimes for things. We're just like, no, but the head, it doesn't mean that to them. You know, we're saying stuff that doesn't mean anything to us, but in a few generations it will. And, And yeah, I think they're both as likely as each other yeah mm-hmm. yeah i really don't know which way one but i wanted I, I think it he probably just messed up because it's only his first day and he actually That's didn't true. work with anyone else so he doesn't know who's who he's like <laughs> yeah it's he doesn't know who Lindsay is but then again if it's your first day and you've got you fucking learn those lines of dialogue man. No, no, i mean he doesn't know who you know maybe they were like oh yeah and you just ad lib like you guys are gonna go do this thing you're flirting and there are I think, a lot of L's yeah, anyway. yeah. yeah I think both are possible but I'm like he probably doesn't even know who the characters are he's just like oh yeah and then Lindsay yeah. <laughs> either way it definitely comes across as creepy now yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. but that's the things that you can't change if it was I've, I've actually got the original script and so I haven't had a chance to look for it but I'm interested if that's the line in the script or not right you're like it's not even in there because if it was written in there then we all know. Then it's just one of those things you can't control it. Your film ages and people's perspective change. And suddenly that's not a funny joke anymore. That's weird and sinister and creepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, definitely fucking hilarious to like rewind. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And she's all <laughs> excited about it. 
Totally. Um, so Michael's just in the house watching them make out because he was like already in there and they basically gate crash yeah. his party. He's busy up- upstairs like sorting out his death arrangement yeah. with the body and stuff and the gravestone. Yeah. He's fucking lugging. He's got like a winch Wait, probably. No, that, to, like, that's the... That yeah, bed isn't, yeah, that bed isn't set up yet. Because no, that's no, the bed. I know, I know. Yeah. I'm just joking. Because like, he's like, the amount of prep to he's do what he ends up doing later, yeah. getting that gravestone upstairs. Yeah, that's true. Like, you need He's a big yeah. equipment. scare somebody Ish who guy. doesn't even know who you are with a gravestone of somebody that they don't, they don't know, know who they yeah. are. Exactly. But it's for him. That's what I mean. I think it's I just know. all for him. Like, he doesn't care about yeah. it. And one of the things I do like about him, like, he's over six foot, but he's just like a lanky guy like he's yeah. not like he's not super broad not or muscular he's, he's no Kane Hodder like he's not a fucking stocky big monster like right. he's just a we also don't really see much of his body we just because he's in like a very oversized yeah. yeah but when that little boy runs into him you see his entire he's in like a quarter of the frame and you see his whole body mm-hmm. so it's so thin when you first see him and he just is like yeah this tall lanky dude true oh, he's not very scary other than he's just tall so Linda rings up Gloria and this is what she learns. Lindsay's gone for the night, so they get a bedroom, so they just Not run, run straight upstairs. Yeah, Lindsay's gone. The oh, kid. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they just run straight upstairs for sexy time. He takes the phone off the hook so they won't be disturbed. Um and then we get Michael's shadow over them. They have even faster sex than the first couple. Yeah. Super fast. Because you were like, are they having sex? Like, no, it's full play, and then they're done. <laughs> I just feel really bad for these girls. That this well, is their perception of what sex oh, is. Words. Fantastic. <laughs> Cannot possibly have been. I wrote down, which this gets back to Justin commenting on the horrible kissing of just like, why was this how sex and making out was portrayed in film for so long? That they were just like. Oh, we don't want it to look real because that's not yeah, yet okay no, a million with reasons. A the million audience reasons. or is it just like so many reasons one because yeah you can't show how long it would be it would be terrible you well, can't no, show right. graphically time, but i mean like the noises they're making the like justin pointed out or you pointed out that's not that has to be foreplay because of the position that they were in yeah. his penis was nowhere near her vagina it's partly but it's just I mean, there were good sex scenes back then. So, like, they did happen sometimes. There was porn back then. Yeah. There was porn in the 70s and it was shot on film. So, it looked great. Um, So, it looked great. It looked amazing. (laughs) All those grains. (laughs) But no, there's a million reasons for it. Yeah, it's cultural stuff. It's bad acting stuff. It's bad directing. People weren't used to shooting that stuff. There were lines, yeah, that you had to draw with everything. And, yeah, you didn't have the experience. Like, people, this is what I mean to do with some of the kills. This is what I mean to do with some, you know, there wasn't a drive for realism because this for them was real. And then the next generation wants it more real. The next generation wants it more real. And we sit here in our head now and think the films are watching are, okay, this is how films should be. But it's not. Like nothing that happens in a film is how you really act. Like none none of it is really how you talk to someone else. Like the violence isn't really how violence is in real life. Blood isn't as much as blood as there really is. Yeah, give it 20 years and they'll look at our films and be the same way about it. You know, it's like that's not the real way it's portrayed. Why did they do sex like that? It's like, well, (laughs) because this is where we're at right now in film evolution. Uh, Also, I forgot to mention like when he did his stand-up thing where he like stands up, uh, there's like a weird sound effect they used they did like a robot hydraulic sound but it was like the music it was timed right when he like popped into like frame, he's a so robot like, yeah maybe it's got the leg from Matthew Mahoney <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah um also I wrote that he finds enjoyment in scaring little kids he does definitely yeah he does 
Yeah, so she's all happy. He puts on his glasses. She lights two cigarettes, and for a second, I think we're going to get like an airplane joke. <laughs> she's like, "He's on for you," yeah. and then she tells him to go get a beer. I do like that she's yeah, really assertive. She's like, "I thought you were going to get me my my beer." He's, he's like, like, "I yeah. thought you were going to give me something else, but that didn't happen." So go get me a beer. <laughs> and again, another staple we're creating right here. He says, "I'll be right back." Yeah, that's all enough. And there's no winking nod with it. Now you can't say that line without like a pause after. Right. It's a wink. Yeah. He just says it casually. Oh, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get this thing. Goes to get beer. Back door creaks open. Got to be a mistake, right? Because it's not like Michael doesn't have police and shit. Yeah. Just like he's left it open. Well, this continues to happen, though. Doors just move and get stuck. They do a little bit, yeah. Throughout this whole film. Yeah. yeah. What'd you so get? what I've gotten from this film so far is that there's really poor craftsmanship in the yeah. doors. <laughs> yep. Like the carpenter oh. of that town needs to be fired. I live in Illinois. Yeah. LA. Awesome. Illinois slash LA. I, I like this scare. I like that. Like, even at this point when you should be like creating stuff we find very tiring, I think the timing is actually still really good at this. Like he goes to the back door, he then goes to one closet, then he opens the other closet and says, all right, come out. And immediately Michael just bursts out of that closet, pushes him against the wall. Yeah. I think the timing is really cool. Mm. And then does the old kitchen knife stab, lifts him in the air, stabs him to the wall, which of <laughs> course holds him <laughs> to the wall yeah. and then stands there and does the head tilt. And this is what we were talking about earlier. Uh, this was something that, what was his name? Nick Castle just came up with. John Carpenter didn't tell him to yeah. do it. And they realized how creepy it was for him just observing them like an animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's been copied in every single slasher film ever since. Yep. I could just. It's yeah. adorable when puppies do it, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's little ears. So it was also adorable when the, what's his name, does it as the Ewok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, to be honest, it's adorable when Jason does it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You guys had a bit of a problem with the kitchen knife holding up a human body? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> the fact that it wasn't, there's no way that it was contacting the wall mm-hmm. with how much of the hilt sticking out was still the sticking other side. out. <laughs> I thought you were about to say the fact that it wasn't, you know, Japanese blade that could hold. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't it was like a katana a sword. It would have been fine. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's fair enough. But yeah. It's cool kill. It's very cool. But yes. And this scene, I mean, I really, Practically. this scene is um, really or this is slasher moving forward. Mm-hmm. It's this timing, doing stuff like lifting someone up, pinning them against the wall, breaking the laws of physics just a little bit, <laughs> head tilt, stuff like that to linger afterwards. Like this is the only scene in the movie that I think really is a real foreshadowing for all of slashes moving forward. It's all about the strangulation prior to the stabbing. Yeah, yeah. it's a little, it's like, like a little choking. Because Jason's like not yeah. having the machete. <laughs> a little um, play. Yeah, Jason's not having the machete and we talked about it. He uses lots of other stuff but he's always seen as the machete killer. Right. Michael Myers is seen as the kitchen knife killer, but he doesn't use it that much in this right. film. One's a kitchen, one's a cook, and one's a gardener. Yeah. What I learned. Yeah. And, and one's means. a barber. <laughs> one's his, yeah. Other place of barber, yeah, with chainsaw barbering. Yeah. And the barber in that franchise was real weird. Or, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, a, he's a lumberjack barber, you know, whatever. Same. Seamstress, actually, let's be real. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, what's the face? What's her name? No, the other one, not Annie, the the one Lin- that we are Linda. saying. Linda. 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 Totally. Too many L's. Totally. Totally, totally, girl. totally girl. <laughs> She's in bed filing her nails. <laughs> yeah. And Michael comes up with a ghost sheet over his head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The dude's glasses such on top a dope of it. It's really funny. And that like, takes time. And like, you got to like eh, do it. And like, he just put it yeah. on, touches his eye, cut the hole. Yeah, he cut holes out. Or he's had that costume. He's like, I'm going to be a ghost. Maybe that's the costume he stole from the (laughs) the, the hardware store. I mean, do you guys, 
this thing this seems iconic i love it it's really cool but at the same time like it's so stupid that michael myers would like take up and go you know what i'm gonna do it's gonna be awesome no but he's <laughs> still kid. this little kid like he's still I mean, halloween he, he loves really, halloween yeah. so you see him as playful then yeah, yeah. i see him as definitely still having this like psychosis of his younger self yeah can you imagine if jason did something like this because this is his first costume. time out also, he's I, still yeah. feeling out his own character. Interesting. Okay. I think he still thinks he's kind of like a kid because he hasn't yeah. been like fully developed. Because he also doesn't attack kids. Yeah. So I think he just like, like why am I so much taller than that? <laughs> yeah. He's just one with kids. He never really goes for those kids or ever right. hurts them. Unlike Bob. Yeah. Initially, I had thought that he was had just been thinking through oh, I need her to think that it's still the guy who's coming back to her. But I right. guess it could have been the same thing because he has a mask on. Yeah. So it could have been the Halloween mask that the guy found downstairs and like put on and came upstairs. Right. Yeah, I, he- yeah, I like the idea more. I mean, it gives a very different feel for him because you tend to look at him from the slasher viewpoint of, okay, he's a killer, he's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. He's going to do just cool killer things. And this is definitely like saying more of a psychological playful right. thing of, yeah, he's yeah. still like a kid. Wonder how bad that guy's eyesight was. If Michael could even see through his glasses, he's like, yeah. he's got, like goals and he's just looking out underneath the bottom part. Like, I think that's her. That's amazing. That's why he doesn't There's respond. Movement. Try, I think she's over there. Oh, I see boobs. Yep, go that way. Yeah, so we get more boobs. Which I remember actually when she sits up, it being like a very explicit shot of her boobs. Yeah. It wasn't that. Which it wasn't. I don't yeah. know because just like wherever f- the sheet fell. That's well. So there are some weird examples of this stuff. I used to have a copy of Run Lola Run, which is this great classic German film. And you would see Franco pretend his boobs in it when they were lying down, having this flashback sequence. And then I would watch it with people, and her boobs were gone. And I was always confused. Like, oh, did I just imagine boobs? Am I that? Was I that much of a dirty teenager that I imagined boobs? And it wasn't. It was just that they used to get non-widescreen versions of films. And mm. instead of them expanding it or anything, what they would do is just take off those bars mm. that were put on afterwards. So for people who don't know, when you're shooting cinemascope and super, super widescreen. You add those bars on, you filmed more information. So they would just take that off and release the film not widescreen. And that was the version you would get a run on a run. It would like show more of what's happening in the frame, essentially. So maybe there were versions of Halloween like that at some point, because I definitely remember it being way more explicit when she sits up. Mm. I, thought, yeah. I thought you do see her boobs. You see you it do. briefly in that shot, but it's very much like she sits up and it's they're not on display the of, at all. Yeah. Yeah. They're much more tastefully done. Um, then you see them a lot when she's being like dragged off by him and killed. Yeah. But yeah, I just remember it being not tasteful. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of nice. There's no bras in this movie. No. Nope. No. Just 70s, a, baby. Just a cool panty. Lo- floral panties. <laughs> uh, so he starts strangling her with the phone lead as Laurie is listening to her on the phone. Strangulation again. Yeah, he loves the strangling. He likes yeah. the strangle. I like the moment as the sheet comes off his head and his mask just there and yeah. you get the breathing. Um, but they do a good job with the mask and they do a good job with blacking out his eyes for me that's mm. like yeah. you gotta have black eyes so you mm-hmm. don't feel anything from the killer Lori gets all worried and this is really the turning point in the movie she sees lights are off over the road so she, well, she rings back one line. And, she will like go off and know when the girl gets strange uh, she goes says something she's like I'll kill you like makes a joke like, you're like Who if does? you're joking I'll kill you oh Lori uh, does yeah, yeah. cause oh, she thinks right. that it's Annie yeah yeah uh, but then she rings back and no one picks up. So the kids are sleeping. So, yeah, she's going to head across the road. Uh, meanwhile, Loomis is still waiting by she a bush. She does lock the door. 
Yeah, she does. She does. For the first time well, in this whole movie, someone yeah, lost. Someone's <laughs> smart. Well, not really that smart because she can't get back in. She doesn't bring a fucking Protecting key. The, no, she brought the key, she but she lost it. it. Oh, she lost There's it. a moment she where she gets the key and puts yeah, it in her pocket. Yeah, there's a whole thing that goes, she falls oh, off of no, stairs. No, not the key. Yeah, I remember that. But like, but yeah. how did she lose it? Just she falling throws her off the stairs. Do you see how tight her jeans are? They're super tight. Nothing's falling out of those. She's like a size zero. It's like 70s ones you got to get in them in a bath that's hot water so they shrink onto your legs. What if? What if you front flip? Well, let's just test this theory. <laughs> <laughs> we throw you off some stairs, yeah, Justin. We'll try. No, I believe that some the, they pants. would. I believe they would fall out. <laughs> All right. Well, fine. I mean, because how deep are those pockets? Let's be real. They're really deep. They're pretty oh, yeah. deep. Some they're like high-waisted with crazy. I don't know. Long, super big pockets. I I wouldn't know. Really. They could coming back. Depends I on the how, much, how much 70s style is coming back. Because yeah. all the outfits, I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. Yep. Oh, yeah, I, I would wear that. <laughs> I did like her pants. Yeah, those all were right. Right. Could never fit in them, but. <laughs> well, in my size. Good on her. Loomis has noticed Michael's car down the street, which he didn't notice for the last however yeah, many hours. He wasted all day and everyone's time. Yeah. And the cop's daughter is now dead. He was just enjoying scaring kids. And he was like, oh, shit, yeah, there's the cop. Which also then kind of defeats the purpose of Lori being picked up and them driving through town at the hardware store to get to the house that they're babysitting at. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. Because they drove they're just so down far. the street. Yeah, it's just down the street. It's true. Honestly, it, was, it could be a cool twist. It's probably a cool geography way to do this, where you suddenly, oh, he's been like one street away the entire time or something, and just missed you know stuff. But they don't. Yeah. It's not very effective. Well, it probably took them all day because they probably stopped by their drug dealer's house to pick up some more. It's true. It's true. That's why it took a long day. There you go. Yeah. Problem <laughs> solved. solved. Yeah. Did it. Yeah, Lori's across the road with very long, slow approach as she heads over there. No one's at home, so she decides to investigate in the dark, and there's nothing working. Doesn't turn any lights on. Doesn't even attempt to turn any lights also, on. Also, man, he cleaned up that blood so fast because there would have been a shit ton of blood. Like he's From the guy hanging. Like a janitor. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, he's got yeah. the outfit. <laughs> That's true. Uh, chefs clean up quick. Yep. It's like tidy kitchen means... Tidy? Tidy meals. stars. <laughs> A plus health like a, grade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she heads up to the bedroom where she finds Judith Meyer's headstone above his Annie's body. Yeah. Yeah. Above Annie's body. Laid out kind of like Jesus. Sort of yeah. weird, like cross formation. Um, so Michael's been getting artsy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like you're saying, no one would understand who any of these people are. So it's yeah. like maybe through legend, I guess, you know, it was 15 years ago. If they said people talk about it. Maybe there was no Laurie Strode. Sorry. Um, thinking Judith. about Myers. Judith Myers was the one who died right. all that time ago. Who knows? But Lori fucking freaks out. So then she finds <laughs> Bob's body just pops out from swings the closet. Swings, swings out. from the closet. Yeah. We're in a fun house suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She turns the cabinet around and then opens a- on its own. Linda's just dead. Boobs out. It's where yeah. I feel the director told them that in order to be dead, your eyes have to be crossed because Annie dies that way. <laughs> and then Linda does the same thing where she does it. She's like, She's got her eyes all crossed. <laughs> yeah. No one really dies like that. <laughs> Maybe in the 70s. Maybe they do. <laughs> I like when a lot of people in those times, when they get like knocked out or die, they always go, oh, and they yeah, cross but, their eyes. Yeah, but you didn't even do it just now. I don't know how to cross my it's eyes. It's not natural. No, I don't know how to cross my eyes now. But you know, like in those old timing films where they like hit someone over the head, they go like, ooh, oh. Yeah, with like, yeah. Burp, burp, so, like little birds and stuff. Yeah, so probably the same. I don't know. So as she's freaking out, 
Michael appears in the negative space. Nice use of it there. Such a good shot. His face yeah. just visible. I'm not yeah, too really late. cool. Very cool. Uh, was that what was the movie poster? Would it? Was I was going to say the no, movie poster for this one. The movie poster is just the pumpkin, but the pumpkin the black in his face. Yeah, it's cool. cool. The pumpkin. Um, the original poster is just the pumpkin, and then you know, like the curves you get in a pumpkin, the segments. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're blades of the knife again and again and again. It's very cool. Ooh. It's a really good poster. Ooh. But he somehow fucking he somehow fucks up yeah. stabbing her. I wrote that I was like, yeah. how the fuck, dude? He's just out of breath from lifting that tombstone onto a bed. He <laughs> everybody adjusting around. after those lenses. Yeah, using. he's yeah. he's had a workout. Yeah, yeah it completely fucks it's very it up. Dark. Grades as the arm. She falls down the stairs. Key falls out. Apparently, <laughs> she front flips down the stairs yeah. and falls down a flight of them. Chase begins. Yeah, I mean, you could have landed on the stairs and then the stairs. Like rubs against your thigh and pushes it out. You know, like Jump. when you slide down things, it's and it's like, like, oh, my phone <laughs> fell on my pocket. Right, I'm gonna give you the key. All right, yes. <laughs> the key is gone. It is more plausible than some things in this film, like the car <laughs> driving. Yeah. All right. So yeah, he's locked it in the house and he's put stuff up outside to lock her in the house. So he had to do all this and they're climbing for a window or something. I don't know. Does he? But has he done it on purpose? Then has he done all this to like plan to terrorize her? Is that his deal? Well, I think it was just to keep her in the house so that he could get her. Does but that's he... what I mean. Is all of this just been orchestrated on purpose? Does he have a plan, do you think? For I that? don't know. Because it does seem pretty planned out. So she gets out. She screams for help down the street. I love this moment where she goes to a neighbor and they just... The neighbor literally and, shakes oh, their crazy. head and turns lowers the their blinds. <laughs> yeah. Fucking cool. Fucking rude. Yeah, but I think already, like, there is commentary in this film to do with suburbia and John Carpenter like, Mrs. Johnson, I'm going to come back. <laughs> You're in so much trouble. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at least but, shout like call nine one one or something. Yeah, but they're, yeah. They're also I understand saying, not wanting to open your door like, on Halloween night. Teenagers were yeah. doing stuff kind of like yeah. during Halloween, so it might have exactly. been just yeah. Prank. That's what I'm like. like I kept being kind of like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to open the door for this crazy person, yeah. but I'll call the cop. Yeah, Dude, uh, no cops, just the sheriff. just the sheriff. And he's sheriff. busy. I have so. a crazy story to tell you later after about okay. that kind of situation. No, about trying to get into a house? No, no, like trying to get help, like a true story. It's like super gnarly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for in it. Yeah. So we got, we got a really cool running running steady cam shot because they clearly didn't know all the rules of steady cams yet. So they're breaking them. It's really cool. They're just like running while, while they have it. Um, so it's kind of smooth, but juddery at the same time as they're following her back to a house. And she's locked out of there because, yeah, the key fell out of her pockets. Okay, Michael's no. approaching. Sleepy Tommy lets her in. So sleepy. He's like rubbing his eyes as he walks to the door. What do you want? <laughs> so then we get a whole end action scene. Basically, the phone lights cut. She turns the lights off for some reason. Yeah, that's what, she turned the lights off. I was like, he saw you go in there. Yeah, he knows Maybe you're just there. So he can't see where she is in the house. Maybe even Feel though she doesn't do a very good job of hiding. She's not. She's, she stays at the front yeah. door. She's by a sofa next to an open window, <laughs> where she knows he's probably got him. Yep. Um, and then grabs a knitting needle. He jumps up behind her, stabs him in the neck, Dang. falls to the floor, dead. Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty good with it. He drops the knife has, right next has, to her. He has bad aim again. He stabs the couch. Yeah. yeah. And then she stabs it. So neck. he must have really got messed up by those glasses. <laughs> yeah. He's he really white. blurred yeah. his vision. Yeah. yeah. I do like, because she does seem so placid that she, when it comes to it, sure, she makes some stupid decisions. She cries quite a lot, but she fights back. Like she does, right. like, you know. She gets the job done. Yeah. Uh, Loomis though he's walking down the street when the <laughs> sheriff finds him Doing just hanging out <laughs> yeah uh, the two useless dudes Michael's back to life again Laurie gets the kids to hide in the closet and then tries to trick Michael by opening a bay door in the upstairs bedroom 
while putting herself in the closet and closing yeah, herself in the closet. Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder why, why did you just go out there? This sequence though is really cool. Like the yeah. shot of him when he breaks through it with his yeah. fist. This is real classic. And because the light bulb flashing on and off, uncontrollable has got to be fluky because there's no way they rigged that to do what it's doing. But it just looks fucking cool. Well, no, because there's a string on it and he, it looks he's like he's grabbing the hitting. string as right. he's putting it. So he's yanking it right, right, right. as he's trying to get in. This looks fucking it's cool. cool. It really it's does. very cool. She is not good at being quiet in this. Mm-hmm. As no, he's what? coming in, she's like... But the sequence works because you're inside the closet the whole time. Like any other movie, you'd cut out to him looking for her. But because you're in there the whole time, it feels way more claustrophobic. Sure. Cool. Yeah. That's a big ass closet, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, not as big as the closet that Bob swung out from that apparently is high enough yeah. to hang him. So his head's at her. Maybe like, it was just his well, no, torso. No, he was like, yeah. his head had to have been back parallel with the ground and then... Mm, they cut that rope and he started swinging out like a little yeah, maybe, maybe just he like, just took his legs off knife. maybe just nipples just, above yeah that's all that's left yeah his yeah. arms did look cool she stabs him in yeah. the eye with a coat hanger yeah it's fashions it very quickly again good aim yeah yeah, yeah. she's a pro and, and he's grabs- like jokes on you my eyes don't work already Put some glasses on. They <laughs> fucked him she up. She keeps Can't holding the anything. knife and then dropping the knife. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She like threw it away. Next time. She dropped it. The second time next time. Okay. So yes. But also again, it's very hard for us to get our heads back here. Killers didn't come back to life again again. Supernatural killers didn't exist in horror movies. If you killed them, they were dead. Like this is the first one to have Noe comes back again. And again. But did she think and stabbing again. him in the eye killed him? No, because then she grabs his knife yeah, and plunges oh, it into his chest. Stomach, yeah. Yeah. Like she fucking stabs no, him with his knife. But even the first time with the knitting needle. Sure. Yeah. She leaves neck. it right by him. It's in the neck. It's also yeah. like he's also, but, but if you have the knife and you just stabbed someone that you thought was dead, like you would take the knife yeah, and, and just stab him like, again. Stab him again. Or take the knife with you already came to life once. Let me make sure. sure. But again, we're in movie land. Yeah. Movie land in the seventies. Movie land. It wasn't like that. Uh, and yes. I feel again, we movie do we USA. do stuff different now because we're informed by media. Like we right. are more paranoid of everything because we're informed by media. No, <laughs> paranoid. We know this could happen. You gotta make sure they're dead. Yeah. You gotta uh, double tap. At this point, I'm not <laughs> saying it wasn't entirely flawed. Maybe that first time, but this time you fucking stab him in the eye. You stabbed him in the and then you plunge a knife into his chest sure. he's dead you drop the knife and you're traumatized you know yeah like and movie goes weren't expecting him to get back up again and this was a big thing john carpenter invented like he sits up behind her and now this yeah, is classic cool now stuff. this is like right you expect like, it hey what's up yeah <laughs> you stabbed me and then he stands when she some, stands some like they do it in unison muscles. it's really fucking cool yeah you wouldn't have been expecting that in 1978 you know, he did have a good core he doesn't use his he arms at all he's just laying flat up. and very carefully from the hips. He's so quiet. He's so graceful. Ninja. Really graceful guy. Yeah. So she, uh, yeah, she sent the kids away to go and get help basically from neighbors. He stands up. <laughs> I love the way the her. kids run out of the house. It's my favorite. Yeah, it's They're silent until that point. Oh, yeah. As so soon like, as they leave the house. And she's like, oh, my babies. Yeah. Baby. <laughs> yeah. My babies. Lewis sees the kids screaming outside, goes into the house thinking <laughs> like, maybe. That's the one. This is the one. <laughs> Either that or he's just intruding. He's like, whoa, kids are in from a party. <laughs> so Michael grabs her as Loomis comes up the stairs and she pulls his mask off. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, we yeah. get to see him. He looks like pretty angelic. Yeah, yep. nice. Yes, Other than slightly one eye, slightly curly hair. Close, yeah. But that's about it. Stabbing them. Good eye. And he looks shocked and he just like panically grabs his mask and puts it back on again like he can't exist without his mask. And mm-hmm. I do like that. You gave him some personality, but without personality still. 
Should be said, we named different actors at the beginning of this. This is Tony Moran. They did not want Nick Castle, who's been playing Michael Myers throughout this entire film, to be how he looked when he took his, his mask off. Uh, Nick Castle likes to joke it's because he's too good looking. <laughs> he is a good looking dude. Yeah. This but dude so wasn't this bad looking. This guy's pretty good looking. But they said they wanted like an angel. They wanted someone who looked like an angel, oh. basically. Um, as angelic as possible. Oh, I wouldn't um, have called him angelic. Yeah, I would have said like more of like a, he was like an angel who became a bad boy. The kid at the beginning is definitely <laughs> angelic. Angel. Yeah. Definitely. So they're trying to go with something more like that. Right. Um, I think it works. I like it. It's not what you expect. I should have went with William Defoe. It's just Christopher Walken. Just <laughs> 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 so yeah, he's pulling his mask off, uh, mask back on, and then Loomis just shoots him again and again and again, loaded until he falls off the balcony to the ground below. But then when, Lo- when Loomis looks over the balcony, he's gone. Yeah, cutie music. And then she was like. Something then. Uh, was bo- that boogeyman. the boogeyman? And he went, it was. <laughs> what was we just said? Was it as a matter of fact? It was. Yeah. <laughs> Very British of him. What's um? So they did two shots for him at the end when he's looking out. They did one shot which was, oh my god, uh. and they did one shot that was, fucking knew it, <laughs> and they went with the fucking knew it. <laughs> yeah. Great shot. He's as like looking out, and it's how he's been the whole film, which is like, yeah, this fucking guy. Classic Michael. Classic Myers. Making Michael. my life miserable. It's a great relationship between those two, though. And this is the only moment that we see them meeting um, in, this, in the Other film. Other than when Do Michael we see them? Oh, never years away from him on the street. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love this ending. And what I really love, and they didn't shoot these purposely for this. They used it in the editing bay. I love that we then go back to the places where he's been. So then we start going back through the houses, through the mayhem, through the different rooms, back onto the streets. And John Carpenter wanted to leave us with this thing of like, he could, he's now out there. He could be anywhere in the suburbs, in your homes, like out on the streets. In the sewers. And it's everything's peaceful. Like a tur- with the turtles. Uh, <laughs> but it's all peaceful. And I love that we're ending it peaceful and open-ended. And again, 1978, you did not have sequels to these movies. So it was not ended with a, Wait till the next one. It was ended with no. The scary thing is he's gone and he's out there. And it was a big fucking ending at the time. It really, really was. Stuff films just didn't do this. Even more frightening is where are the cops? Yeah, no cops. No fucking cops. Instead, we just get his breathing, Michael's breathing over all of these shots of everything. And we actually did a nod to this in our film. Uh, But I'm not going to say how, other than the obvious. But there you go. Oh, he's like, we did? (laughs) (laughs) I took it from this. (laughs) That was it. That's the movie. Very great. short end credits. Ooh. Yeah. All over. Uh, Nick Castle would go on to make movies after this, after playing Good the show. Good on you, Nick. He directed The Last Starfighter. Whoa. And Dennis the Menace. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Yeah, John said, like, he was showing the film to the producers and stuff, and nobody liked it. Like, nobody Aww. liked it until he put that music on. And wow. he said, once the music was on, suddenly it worked. The whole well, film even the beginning together. sequence when she's walking across the street and the music is going, I... I was like, man, if they had poppy, peppy music for this part, it would just be super happy and joyful. There's yeah. so much that music does in Lens. It's a fantastic song. Especially to a horror film. Don't go break in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they had no intention for a sequel. After the film was made, Owen Yablins invited all the studios, the big studios, to come to the screening. Nobody turned up. Uh, so he yeah. sat down with Joseph Wolf, his longtime business partner, to try to figure out how to get distribution, how to get it out for themselves. So Joseph had done a favor for MGM and then asked them for 400 prints uh, so they could do distribution themselves. 
They said yes and gave them 400 prints of Halloween to pay off this favor. So they sold it themselves theater by theater. Dude, they made all that money themselves. That's insane. No 50% going to distribution. Yeah. Holy John crap. took it to USC where he was an alumni. Uh, the students then asked him why he was making, making a piece of junk and why would they want to make a film Little like this. Shit bags. Yeah. <laughs> it was seen, these films were looked down on at that time. It was a horror movie, so it was looked down on. Particularly in America, these films really had their own in Imagine Europe. Imagine if any of those, those students tried to go on to make horror films after that. He'd be like, <laughs> I remember you. Well, yeah, so then Joe uh, saw it for the first time in Ukla. Ukla. U-C-L-A. Ukla. 35% of the room walked out during the film. <laughs> Allie and I would have stayed. Yeah. October 1978, Halloween opened in a limited release for theaters in Kansas City. <laughs> oh, they were it's the first hustlers. up. All <laughs> oh, those hustlers were there. It made $300. Yeah. And it continued to <laughs> not <welcome>. do well. <laughs> By the weekend, they were making 10 times the ticket sales they made on opening night. And that as we all know, does not happen. We've reported on a few times as horror films because they seem to be the exceptions. Uh, but that does not happen and they couldn't believe it. They had the opening night for $300. They thought we're done. Next night, they made $600. Then it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Imagine uh, being the first people to watch it because no one wanted to watch it. You're like, dude, I got to tell you about this crazy, spooky movie. This dude. crazy movie where these couple wants to sleep with the kid. It's weird. Man. Yeah, <laughs> really weird. Uh, they took it then to the Chicago Film Festival and it reviewed wonderfully and they had lines around the block. So they actually kind of released it before they took it to festivals. By word of mouth, the film became huge. John had no idea about this whatsoever. He was off working on other stuff. He'd given up because he'd seen those original like, sales coming. I made $30 in <laughs> um, that film. Yeah, Excellent. suddenly he found out the film had made over $70 million in its original release. Yeah. And he was going to get 10% of that. So he made $7 million straight off without inflation. Let's go make Jaws 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're almost right. So yeah, the opening scene, I should have mentioned this at the time, the shot took almost exactly one roll of film every single take. So they had to time wow. it perfectly. Wow. Um, and then piece together three different takes to do it. <laughs> the first cut is when he puts a mask on, the second cut is after he's killed the girl and then starts moving to the stairs. Halloween became the biggest independent film of all time, as we said, until Blair Witch. And John Wanney said the movie is about the revenge of the repressed. He didn't see them as being killed because of their deeds. So this is a big thing, actually, because horror films afterwards, like Friday the 13th, would be like we're saying, because you did sex, because you did drugs, whatever. Did the sex. Did the sex. <laughs> he said that wasn't it. He didn't want them to be killed because of deeds. He thought they were all just doing what teenagers did, and they weren't being punished for that. Um, so they were just being killed, and because they were doing what teenagers did, he felt people read into it. As in, oh, they're being killed because they're doing this stuff. It's like, no, that's just them being teenagers. Mm-hmm. And all the studios who didn't turn up to that who didn't who turned down distributing them and helping them out began immediately making their copycat films we've got my bloody valentine new year's evil silent night deadly night april fool's day they're just some of the holiday themed ones but as we know then the slasher boom was about to start from 1980 onwards um and halloween kicked it all off friday 13th was obviously the big one which made shit tons of money as well so that was it that was halloween one I want to know, obviously, what you guys felt about it and what you want from Halloween 2. Space. <laughs> Can't go right to space from Haddonfield. Let's start with Katie. How I felt about it? Yeah, how do you feel about Halloween? What do you want from great. number two? That was great. That's it? That's it. <laughs> what? I mean, ex- well, just like the movie, to- it was short and simple. The same. Like, there was not much that I could have added to that. I've already kind of said how I felt about all the different scenes. I like Michael Myers. I think he's a good... 
one to have. I like that there's a fact of like Dr. Loomis, who isn't the doomsayer, he's someone who knows him. And so you get a little portal into how he's thinking. And yeah, I like the idea of the babysitters. I think that's great. And then the like Americana feel of all of it. Wonderful. So you only saw this recently, though, for the first time. You haven't seen it before, but it's only a few years ago with me. Yes. So exactly. it does, does it work for you, though? Yeah. Okay. I still love that first opening scene. I think it's great. I never realized. Now Ali's ruined it for me with her <laughs> POV, POV versus oh. camera shot. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that does make sense. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> But it never bothered me before that the guy looked past him because I was like, oh, he would have just been like, oh, it's Michael. He lives here. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really concern me. I don't know where I want it to go. I mean, I have seen H2O, but that one is way off in the distance from now. Um, so no. I want more Jamie Lee. I think she's great. Do you want Jamie Lee back? Yeah. You got to you gotta say something you want. That's what I just said. Well, other things. <laughs> you, you, you want to continue Jamie Lee's story? Yes. Okay. I also want to know, yeah, kind of why he targets her. Okay. Or if he continues to target her. Okay. You know, if there's this Otherwise feeling it'd be a of weird missing. Movie if Jamie Lee was back and he's just not interested. Well, she could still just be someone who lives in that neighborhood. That's if true. you stay in that area. That's so. true. Yeah. Okay. That's all, all right. I got. All right. <laughs> Thought you'd have more, but fair enough. Sorry. Justin. Mm. How do you feel about Halloween? Mm. What do you want next? <laughs> It was good. It was enjoyable. Um, I there's no enthusiasm going on in this fucking podcast whatsoever. I was enthusiastic. You sat through both of you sat through all the Hellraisers, and the most you can muster at the end of Halloween one is yeah, it was great. It was I good. thought it was fant- I said I thought it was fantastic. It was really uh, really good. Well, I wasn't done yet. Said it was good. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was spooky. <laughs> no, it wasn't really spooky, but yeah, it's cool to see the start of all of it. Because, um, you know, watching Friday the 13th, I got to see the son of the father Dad. of Spooky. <laughs> I would like to know why he's killing, though. The director's like, he's just killing to kill, like kind of thing. But just a little bit more reasoning, because I, I don't know. Are you happy with that coming in another one, or did you want that in this? Uh, no, I want it coming in, like, the other one. Okay. Like, I guess, like, why he's just trying to kill Jamie Lee Curtis now. Came to his oh. porch, like you said, man. That's true. So no, actually, I don't need to know. I like <laughs> the good. mystery. Yeah, it was very tasteful. It was done. Like the kills weren't super graphic. They were. Mm-hmm. They used like little cutaways and stuff. I also like the deaths because they were so bad. No, people people didn't know how to die yet. So <laughs> yeah, these were not yeah Friday Thirteenth style deaths, which yeah. is fun and crazy. Yeah. I, what I don't want is more of the doctor and the cop just wasting time. <laughs> yeah. Really pissing off. Bushes. I was like, fuck, dude. Just With their fancy talk. Yeah, fancy talk. <laughs> okay. And out of space. Okay. Or okay. Egypt. Ooh. Basically the same place, really. Space in Egypt. In yeah. Justin's world. <laughs> space Egypt. Space Egypt. Allie. Fantastic. Ooh. <laughs> the callback so, so to Linda after her Oh, yeah. The sex. Yeah, well, it was longer. Totally. Um, I did really like it. I Everything that I that stands out that I point out or have pointed out on this podcast, like you said, are just things that how, that's how you did it in the 70s or it was done being done for the first time so they didn't really know how it was going to work out and what the faults would be yet. But nothing was so horrible that it like really took me out of it or kept me from caring for the characters or anything. I think Michael Myers is very interesting as a character 
And I agree with Justin that I kind of, I don't feel upset that I didn't get it in this film, but I, it makes me excited to learn about the psychology of who he is later on, just because I'm usually interested in the psychology of characters and what drives them to do the things that they do. And especially the not caring, like that's a very scary aspect of somebody. So hearing a killer talk about that mm -hmm. is crazy to me, which brings me to in the next films, I would love to see whether it's, I think I'd, well, if they got a really cool kid actor, that would be awesome. So if it was like flashbacks to early conversations that the doctor had with him, I think that would be really interesting. Or obviously this film ends with him getting away. So he would have to be recaptured in order to see current conversations between the two of them. I'd be happy with either one just to kind of get into his head. You he's said a, similar stuff in Texas silent, and then they gave you that and you weren't happy. Yeah, because they did a shitty job of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want them to do it and I want them to do it well. She said this is the only franchise now that I think about it because Nightmare on Elm Street at some point they called him Freddy. Child's Play, they called him Chucky for the majority. Friday the 13th, they called one Jason Goes to Hell. Halloween is always called Halloween. They never call one Michael. Mm. Or, uh, I'm curious to see if he ever talks. Mm. He didn't talk That's at all. That's basically all he said. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that, just... <sighs> he's in deep breathing. He's running around a lot. He's, a mouth, he's, he's in a mask. Asthma. He's got a... That's why the he's going to get all the oxygen the, he can get in that mask. was so steamy because he was having an asthma attack. <laughs> Well, you're just gonna, reaching out for help. Some of the thing, I, I will say at some point in this franchise, I mean, there's a lot of films. You're going to get some of the things you're asking for, for it's sure. Like, there's no sign language. <laughs> there's actually a way you could get... So there's a different cut of Halloween. So what, after Halloween came out, it then went to TV a couple of years later. Um, and they needed it to fill a certain slot and it wasn't long enough. So as bizarre as it sounds, they got John Carpenter to go back and shoot more scenes <laughs> to make the film the right length that they needed it to be. And he did this kind of reluctantly. We did not watch that version. I've seen it many times. Well, four to five times. But we did not watch it because it's not his version. And I should state, actually, I shall do that in a second. But in that version, they have scenes. The extra scenes they added. Dr. Loomis talking to the board um, after he's escaped, I think it is. And Dr. Loomis talking to him as a child. Mm. They have him in the hospital talking to him as a kid. I think the film's worse with them in. I think it's A, it slows everything down. Uh, B, it gets into some sort of bureaucracy of things. And also it's like, I like, for me, I like the mystery. Like I'm, I'm normally the opposite from you. I always find it fascinating with you with these series. You want to know more about the killer and understand yeah. them. Whereas for me, it's like, I understand enough. It's like, it's their, their sort of impetus of why, particularly Jason understand very, very well. Michael Myers. Yeah. I'm okay with it not being in the first film. Cause I think that makes me, the less you tell me, the more interested I am. So okay. it makes me want to come back for more. Yeah, but, but what I'm if you had always... seen it at the beginning and you didn't know that there was going to be any more sequels? Like you yeah, seen yeah. it when it first came out. Yeah, would know. you have been happy with where it is or how it ended? Depends how it's done, probably. <laughs> what? Depends if it's done badly or not, yeah. probably. No, she's saying if no, I were I'm to see if this she movie, saw it, not so oh, if you got information in this, one, right? I didn't know there was going to be any more. Anymore. Right. I mean, I think it, um, if I saw this in '78, I imagine I would be as surprised and impressed as the rest of the audience was right. because all of this was new. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's done simply enough that it's it, you could see how it it could be potentially hectic if you tried to put more information in and more background in. Yeah, if which I, as you said it does in the TV cut. It does. If I was in '78, I don't think I would have seen this. <laughs> no, because that would have been too like spooky. too spooky. Too but spooky. I mean, I'm sure if I was like somehow got to see it, it'd been like 
fucking terrified. Yeah. Like, dude, someone's gonna walk me home, man. I can't do Halloween <laughs> ever again. Yeah. I saw Jaws when I was a kid, and I was oh, like yeah. terrified for a little bit, and then I like went back the to the ocean. Freaked me out when I was a kid, so I have no backing. <laughs> Yeah, I still love this movie. Like, this is... I see the flaws. I can critique it more this time. There are flaws in it I hadn't noticed before. Looking at it more for, yeah, the reality of how things move around and why he does. I never really questioned why he did what he did. Like, before, I was like, oh, this happened. This time, I was like, okay, it's because they're on his doorstep, basically. Those porch... Those, those, those porch solicitors. Rules. Porch rules. Trespassing. I love... I mean, again, this film came four years after Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We're in a grimy period of horror. I love how this film feels. I love how it's shot. I love the sound design i love the music i love the autumn feel of it which i do think they do a really good job of getting across particularly yeah. since it's la in the spring yeah i love jamie lee curtis i think she's great in this i love all the characters in this everyone doesn't feel quite you know cartoony yet we haven't got to that cartoony stage of things i love that the sheriff is a decent person there are problems with it but um and i get how some people might find it too slow and the killings are definitely disappointing like it would be nice you know if i can do anything it'd be good to update those killings but it's of its time so right. it's what it is and I just like it because it's elegant storytelling. And for me, elegance is always the word that I think of when I think of Halloween. And it's something that precious few slasher films can ever have in their yeah. review is the word elegance. I think it's, yeah, sophisticated, beautiful. It's got all the indie charms that I love. But yeah, from someone who I arguably the thing is as good. But this is maybe the peak of John Carpenter's game. I love it. Fucking love it. And it is, it may, okay, sure, I get objectively, it's not a 10 out of 10 film, but for me, it is a 10 out of 10 film. This is a masterpiece for me and one of my favorite films of all time. Um, and it probably always will be and will definitely influence all my work. Weirdly, we just did a screening of our film to the town where we shot it. And one person came up to me afterwards and said that they saw John Carpenter in that's what the film made them think huh. of. And I was like, that's very weird because wow. I definitely did not think of John Carpenter when we're shooting it. I'm thinking of him for my next film, but. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's just a, a big influence for you. Yeah, without me knowing it, which is interesting. Looks like he crafted his way into your mind. <laughs> like um, a real carpenter. So I do want to say, I was going to say this at the top of the episode, this is a complicated series to cover. There are weird cuts of some of these films, and we're going to get to them much later. There are producer's cuts, uh, which are quite legendary. There are director's cuts and different versions. Uh, I had to think long and hard about what cuts we're covering, because I've watched both versions, but I'm not getting you guys to watch both versions of some of these films. So just saying it right now, the versions we're going to be watching, and I think this is going to be for always, for all of our franchises, we're always going to watch the version that is the closest to the creator's vision. So that doesn't mean bullshit director's cuts where they come out and actually they're just thrown in some extra violence because that's going to get more money. Really, that's just an unrated cut. It means if the, I'll do the research and if the director is like, no, this is the version I wanted to show, that's the version I'm going to show. And for some films... I think the producer was actually the driving force. So there is a particular film in this series that a producer's cut is very different from the theatrical cut. And it was legendary for a long time. And it only recently became available to the public. It was always on back like VHS stalls and comic cons and stuff like that using reels of tape that looked terrible because they'd never mastered them properly. We're going to get to it later. I think we're going to watch the producer's cut. It's not what people saw in theaters, but it is closer to the original script. And it is closer to how the film was meant to be before different producers fucked with it, essentially. So that's, yeah, me just stating. And that's why we didn't watch the TV movie version of Halloween with those extra scenes. And it's like, no, the director wants you to see this version. So this is the version we're seeing. Nice. Thank you very much for listening. Sorry, that was a long one, but our first ones always are. We'll uh, blue, kind of blue, set blue. it up. 
You do. Yeah, you got to get your Big deal. Gotta gotta get get them your gears going. Enticed into this or whatever. <laughs> got a lot to go. <laughs> got a lot to go. Head on over again to weirdgeeks.com, please. Do subscribe. Do uh, rate us. It helps us out. It's the only way you can promote us. Um, again, we do all this for free. And while you're there, you can head on over to We Test the Late Stuff. We're a production company. We're out of London, LA, and Tokyo. And as you may notice, we're all involved in the film industry. Actors, producers, directors, different things, caterers. Shaking your head. Craft services. <laughs> and yeah, we make, our own, farmer. we make our own stuff, short films, music videos, feature films. We've got one called Starfish coming and other stuff. And we talk about that on our regular show, Geeks. Geeks. Thank you. <laughs> Which, uh, years of training for that to happen. Paid off. I just wake up in the middle of the night. Geeks. <laughs> Sorry. Someone said it. Sorry, I have Someone said it. Uh, which we haven't been doing many of those, but we just did one actually, so you can listen to that where we talked over films and movies. You, me, yeah. and you. Sorry, you, Justin, me, and you, Nate. me, and you, you, me, and me, and you, and you. And we're going to be doing some more, and we're going to talk about our personal stuff and our projects on that. So you can, and also video games and things. Until then, you can listen to all of our previous shows: Friday Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Child's Play, Invasion of the Body Statues, Ramirez Living Dead, The Purge, Ugh. Hellraiser. Yeah. We survived that. Did you say Texas? We did. Yeah, I said Texas. <laughs> and other stuff as well. Uh, you can follow me on the social medias and on Xbox. I'm Mr. Al White, M-R-A-L-W-H-I-T-E. And you can follow our film, Starfish Mixtape. On Instagram. Allie. <laughs> and on it? Twitter. Oh, really? I'm, I'm not on Twitter, you, so do I don't know that. I was just pointing at you to say your stuff. Okay, my stuff is <laughs> Allie Sue. A-L-L-Y-S-U-E. And that's all, all I got. <laughs> I don't, I don't have Twitter. Well, I have Twitter. I don't use Twitter. You asked me for mine and we still don't remember why. So you're on Instagram. I don't remember. Yep. She posts really cute pictures of puppies. On my story. Oh, yeah. That's so. um, or in my highlights. You can add me on Xbox. I'm my dear Watson 86 on there because I never learned how to not do MySpace names. <laughs> I always have to put the year I'm born and everything. <laughs> Otherwise, no one will know. <laughs> yeah. You can play games. I T S R E D L E Y. It's Radley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back uh, this Friday. You're going to get two episodes this week. If you haven't had enough, we're going to be talking about Halloween 2. I always like to end in a tease for you guys who don't know the franchise. I can tell you that next episode Space. Musical. Space unconfirmed. Musical unconfirmed. Neither happening, I'm afraid. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. Maybe later. He would be Quit. really good in a musical. He would be so His dance funny. Moves would be it's just what he wouldn't say. There'd be no singing, though. No. Yeah. <laughs> his breathing would, yeah. just breathing <laughs> someone would just cut together his breathing into like a, a, a beat or something a beat. Be like, yeah. that would be awesome <gasps> <Maybe> Justin Timberlake <laughs> <laughs> Justin just had a fantastic <laughs> dance scenario sadly neither of those things damn musical in space it'd be uh, so good the how ultimate much money? movie how can I set up the next movie when you've given people that? <laughs> Nothing, can, <laughs> Nothing can top it. Instead, all I can say to you without spoiling anything is that the night is not over. Oh. Halloween 2 follows on the second that the first one ends. Until then, we're out. Geeks. Bye. Uh, geek potato. <laughs> <laughs>